Cameron. Chris. Chris. Also Chris. Amanda. Chris. Frank. Chris. Trev. Yeah, Chris. We uh we saw Deadpool do a fair amount of cocaine, did we not? We did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. Mm-hmm. So I need you guys to do something for me. Is it cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> it's bag. <laughs> well, that goes without saying. This is a podcast recording, so obviously we're going to do uh, a fair amount of cocaine. Right, I'm but ahead of you. what I need you to do for me is pair up a superhero and a drug, whichever one you think fits best with the other. Like what they should be on or what they're probably on? <coughs> well, I mean, okay. I feel like the the go-to would be Doctor Strange and any any psychiatric, not psychiatric. Psych- Psychotropic? Uh, psychedelic. Psychedelic. Because right. wasn't that what kind of created mm-hmm. Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to propose the, the Flash and Speed. Shut up. You probably really <laughs> enjoy that. Yeah, Chris. And I think that actually <laughs> too early for this. that I'm pretty sure that actually did happen in a few episodes of the of the TV show. What was the Speedy and what was he doing? He was shooting up something. Heroin. Heroin. Oh, that's right. Not, yeah. <laughs> the complete yeah. opposite. No. Yeah. Just so there's a precedent smack. that Speedy was on a downer. I just yeah. gotta <laughs> slow it down, guys. I'm too fast. Uh, I think that Batman probably should be on Zoloft. <laughs> 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 uh, um. But uh, but he's probably on a lot of uh, just stuff to keep him up. What keeps you up? Like PCP. Yeah, Batman's on PCP. <laughs> Viagra. Yeah, that's why he and he sees stuff and probably Viagra too. I feel like Juggernaut just needs some like ibuprofen. I feel like he complains about these headaches a lot. Just mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. like n- not not even hard stuff. Just like calm down, Juggernaut. Like baby aspirin. <laughs> yeah, be good to go. Maybe uh, the question on like some anxiety medication. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Who? Mm-hmm. The question. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I thought you were answering the question with a question. <laughs> that, that is, is something the question. Yeah, that's, that's very question like. Very question. <laughs> I just inception the <laughs> shit out of that. <laughs> you know, probably I think I feel like uh, Spider-Man's probably like on some Adderall because he's like a college student for like oh. a lot of it. So he's probably just like doing Addies, yeah. uh, trying to like do all his studying while also fighting crime and working the Daily Bugle. But Spider-Man's got a lot going on, so mm. he's probably he's probably uh, dropping some Adderall. Busy man. Yeah. Chris, do you have a? Yeah. Well, I mean, you would obviously think, oh, Professor X and heroin because. He seems like he just fit right into it based off of uh, Days of Future Past. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like to think... Uh, I love everybody's like, yes, natural choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just rolling with it. I can I yeah. like to think that Captain America's at that stage in his life where he's going to try smoking weed for the first time. Oh. Mm. I think he's at that age, and he's kind of getting out in the world a little bit, you know? His world's starting to bright, you know? He's seeing things in a different light. You know, he's not so trusty of the government anymore. But would he be sweet hair? Would he be mm-hmm. fun to be around high, like for the first time? Or is yes. he one of those could, that could you're just like, high, oh, He'd be so paranoid. Because he can't get yeah. drunk. Could Would drugs work on him? I mean, they would have to be a very strong, very right. specifically bred type of cannabis. Well, but mm-hmm. like being drunk is like l- basically liver damage, and so that's why he can't get drunk. Okay. I think he hallucinogenic stuff like he that. He could I stimulate think, his mind. I think, mind. I think he it, maybe even more so. If they grow it in the vibranium soil of, mm-hmm. of uh, Wakanda. I think <laughs> that's that's the that's the Kush that he, that he can. We call this with. purple heart Kush. <laughs> <laughs> I try it. Yeah. <laughs> 
I actually thought when you said... I mean, if Chadwick Boseman was handing it off. Well, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Cap was getting to be of that age. I thought you were going to say Viagra, but no. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was checking I Viagra to, to Xavier. I don't think Cap needs no. Viagra. I mean, I think we're all... There's yeah. more than any other drug, most superheroes need Viagra. Well... I meant the cap is so chast. Proving once again why Wonder Woman is truly one of the most powerful superheroes. <laughs> this is absolutely true. She does yeah. not need it. Nope. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast of Novice and Tim. The crossover <laughs> name still to be determined now that the Nerdist School Network is no longer a thing. Still looking for a crossover episode. I'm Trevor Reese. We got I'm Chris Fimbres. And with us, as always, in this crossover episode are the hosts of The Novice and Frank and Tim Talk. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, if ever there was a pitch to you guys. I I know. I I keep interrupting everybody. I'm sorry. I'm just excited to be here. I just saw three people pick up their phones. I was going to say we got suggestions for podcast names. That's what I was looking up. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. I am Chris Lord. I am one of the hosts of Tim Talk. Uh, I'm Cameron Dexter. I'm the other lesser host of Tim Talk. <laughs> His words, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he told me to say it. <laughs> uh, Frank Moran, the Frank, the novice and Frank. Uh, Amanda Barnes, the novice, usually, of novice and Frank. <laughs> Slowly turning the other direction. I'm a novice in some things, but not in others. <laughs> oh, <hello>. Novi- <laughs> <laughs> novice on the streets of Frank and the Sheep. That's right, <laughs> exactly. I get oh. hit by a lot of cars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we are talking Deadpool 2. Three weeks after the amazing, rousing premiere of Infinity War, we're back with Deadpool 2, which, initial thoughts, in some ways surpassed Infinity War. I don't want to say sweeping and stuff like that, but there were times that like I was enjoying myself sitting in the theater watching this film and had, a, <coughs> had at times a better time than Infinity War. And I also think let's uh, let's for for the record, many might be new to this or, or listening to these out of order. There will be spoilers not just for Deadpool two, but we can also safely say Infinity War in this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, agree. So all right, guys. Point, so yeah. consider uh, yourself well as the warm. Ragnarok, all uh, of it. Spider Man three. I concur. Yep, all of it. So uh, Wolverine <laughs> Origins. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Solo. The, Solo, yeah, so, yep, yeah. predictions about Solo. Unreleased 1996 <laughs> Fantastic Four film. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. All of it. So, yeah. yeah, so just a heads up. If you're if you're a skipper and you're skipping this, then this is your punishment. We're going to ruin Punisher. everything for you. The Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll spoil yep. the Punisher. Well, uh, uh, let's just uh, let's spend a moment. Let's everyone just go around uh, round robin. What do you think of John Barenthal as the Punisher? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I thought it left a little bit to be desired, actually. You, you shut know? the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's no get, Ray Stevens. Let's then, all right, all right. <laughs> you know when you got Ray Stevens. Uh, let's go around the horn and uh, talk about what we and like initial thoughts before we jump in. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I had an amazing time watching it. Uh, and goddamn man, that Josh Brolin just keeps on doing it for me yeah. every single time. Man, this guy gets the goods. Oh no, he was fantastic. I had a lot of fun with it. It was it was a fun romp. I have had share stuck in my head <laughs> since I saw it yesterday. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really great time. I I don't think it was quite as good as the first one, but I think there are specific reasons that it couldn't have been as good as the first one, which maybe we can talk about later. But yeah, I thought it, I had a great time watching it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'd recommend it. I hated every second I sat in that theater. With <laughs> <laughs> you guys, well, now you know how we feel when we're in the room with Frank's you. Frank. Very true. Yeah. Frank's a huge Terry Crews fan. We should put that out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. At yes, the top. Absolutely. Terry Crews all day, every day. Star right now. <laughs> That's right. Yes. 
Shatterstar, everybody. Shatterstar, everybody sorry. loves Shatterstar. Shatterstar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was it was fine. It was fine. What did I tell you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I I think I might be on Frank's side. Yo, for this, for, Ooh. This, for this podcast, we need to separate uh, them. Was, <laughs> That's why <laughs> we're sitting the first time we just sit next to each yeah. other. Mm, I don't uh, like this. I thought it was fine. Uh, I will say I almost fell asleep in it for like because uh, you always bring up the the second act lull. Yes, which I feel like I fell into in this movie. I mean, the film, I think the film fell into it, and I, I also f- fell into that dip. Uh, and again, I, I think it's not as good as the first one. I love the first one. Um, but yeah, I think, just jumping straight to the ending, uh, I hated the 10-minute death scene. <laughs> <laughs> that bored the shit out of me. When I know. You, oh, go ahead. So when you find yourself in the like that lull, how do you get yourself out of it? Do you just kind of like try to keep yourself awake? Do you drink something? He does another line of coke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I told you, I told you the story when I saw a drug handoff in the theater, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I seen a drug handoff and a guy who was definitely tweaking out on something sitting in front of me. Not at that movie though, right? No, no, no. Oh, okay. uh, at Goosebumps. Oh, perfect. <laughs> this is that makes sense. You said Goosebumps, and all of a sudden, so much of your story locked into place. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, usually it's just like if if I fall asleep for like twenty seconds, I snap back with just like. Oh, should I have to stay awake now? <laughs> I feel like if I'm going in sleepy, then I just have to eat tremendous amounts of popcorn. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is like, as long as I'm doing something, then I won't fall asleep. I just, I have to see movies before, I'm like a gremlin. It's like, it ha- I have to see them when it's not dark yet, I have to go in. And if it is, then I have to go in with coffee. Mm. I've traded in soda and snacks to just take in coffee now because I will fall asleep. <laughs> if I'm in a dark space sitting still for longer than 45 minutes, my body's like, we sleep? <laughs> oh, understandable. We sleep now? Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is what you taught me, was mm-hmm. dark bed. Yeah, exactly. It's like we've been training for this our whole lives. Yeah. All right, well. So well, we're, I, well, so I make a big event then. of, like, these movies, so I'm always I usually do. up for it. This like, is... me and Trevor took a flask into Infinity War. We uh, got a case of beer before actually. Deadpool. Like, that's a long movie. I didn't drink any liquids for, like, two hours before mm-hmm. that. I literally <laughs> made a deal with myself. Like, Chris, you're going to piss your pants probably in the theater. You're not going to get up. You're not going to miss a second of Infinity yeah. War. Well, but you honest, did. You're not the victim No, of I situation. didn't get up during Infinity War. Yeah, you did. No, you I got up during the Ross one. You left during that whole Ross scene. You left during the Ross scene. You did. Did you, you both were, leave? <laughs> but, yeah, but if you feel like you're <laughs> in that position, time? why don't you just wear like an adult diaper? Right. Yeah. I don't. So my hips above. can't pull it off. Yeah. Or a catheter. Yeah. yeah. God. I, do you sometimes yeah. they do just you cat? do you cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they go in too deep, and I just forget to pull it out. Do you yeah. cath, bro? Do you even cath, bro? Do you cath? This would be yeah. like <laughs> I cath. What do you this guys do? I cath all the time. This would be more funny. I'm if in I didn't. Hollywood, of course. I do. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no men who go on bar crawls wearing those adult diapers. If I didn't are actually really? know those people in my life, then this would be hilarious. This actually sounds <laughs> and instead kind of, of like genius. This disgusting. That is just awful. Don't, don't, dude. You can don't tell me. Sometimes the line. Of the bathroom at Flaming Saddles is pretty long. I will so never is... see you the same way again. <laughs> so you'll diaper shame someone, but you won't cath shame someone. Oh, I know. I didn't say that. I think if you're do- a voluntary catheter, that's well, the that sounds like the worst thing ever. But haven't you seen those commercials like at 3 a.m. where there's a guy who flies his own planes? The, the catheter guy. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I thank goodness I cath, or I couldn't I'm, do these I'm great flights. Oh, was that a? I thought that was a joke. I didn't know this. that was a joke. No. 
They're, at 3 a.m. is like the prime calf commercial time. If you look at MSNBC. Well, I, I've seen well, the ones that are like, are you using, are you recycling and using dirty catheters? I'm like, <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> no one. It's such but a like, ubiquitous thing that John Oliver is now like, yeah, the catheter the cowboy. Cow- yeah. I love so it's that like, guy. obviously, it's in the end to right. the ether. But I'm saying that th- most of those people need catheters. They're not drunk frat boys going to a bar crawl. That I'm like, just take it. Just, as, okay, as someone who, generally speaking, can't just, like, stand up to pee, like, you have been given the world. What more do you need? Mm-hmm. You can already just, like, unzip and, d- no and drop lines. it. There's no lines already. Like, you selfish bastards. <laughs> it just goes like, to show uh, the great lengths some men will go to to be lazy. Yeah. It just makes me sad for humanity. As it mostly. should. Mostly. All right, back to the film. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to say, I usually make a big deal out of out of going to films, but as, as Chris and I mentioned before, uh, this is the first superhero film since, I want to say, I mean, it, at least since the first Avengers, maybe even before, that I haven't gone to the opening night. And it, it yeah. honestly killed me a little bit inside. I know. Yeah, we, Cameron yeah. and I saw it separately mm-hmm. on different days. Yeah. It was, it was kind of sad. Why did you it not want to go see it opening night? Uh, I, I was just busy. I had friends yeah. in town, and I couldn't convince them to go. Really? It's really their fault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking all the blame off of myself and putting it on my friends. Why as, are you friends you with somebody should. that wouldn't want to see Deadpool 2 opening night? Uh, sometimes I have to expand outside of the nerd circle just to see what the rest of the world is like. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get it either. Uh, it's, it's really a social experiment, what? if anything. Oh. Well, it sounds it like it's not doing well. Yeah. It's not. No. But there was, like, I mean, yeah, normally, like, Thursday night. Hit it, the 9, 10, midnight showing, uh, I'll hit that. But, like, yeah, with Deadpool, like, there was something about... I as soon as Chris and I locked in, we're gonna see it Friday afternoon. I was like, all right, cool. Like there was no like hesitation. Like I straight up, Chris, Chris and I when we went to see uh, Infinity War, uh, got tickets for us afternoon Friday. I was like, no, that's too late. Right. Yeah. And so I s- literally went by myself Thursday night because I'm like, no, like a real piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, I need also, to yeah. see it. I would have told them, you can't Friday come afternoon. home, you can't look at me, you can't say anything, just stay in your fucking room until Friday, until we were about to leave. And even then, don't say nothing. I don't want I don't want you to give away anything. And, you know, God bless his heart, he kept his word. We didn't speak or, <laughs> or see each other at all. <laughs> like 24 hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're a shroud. Okay. Oh, um, nice. But no, but I, like... I, I never see opening night movies. you flip the shroud over and say, no. well, Thanos the, wins. I mean, that's because you got to see previews <laughs> opening. You got to see it before anyone Listen, else. Like, because you're at Hall, I Hollywood. I happen to know someone who's kind of a big deal in the industry, yeah, and his yeah, name yeah. is Frank Moran, oh. and he got us... <laughs> his name is Tom Cruise. He got, his name is Tom <laughs> Cruise. We're Delaney. not on speaking terms right now, but... Sometimes he sends me tickets. No, uh, Frank. Frank got a, a sneak peek, and so sometimes Ooh. we get sometimes we get sneak stuff. I get. I feel like I get sag stuff, but not any none of the movies that we talk about. It's only like want to see this indie darling, and I'm like, I they won't talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> but which so indie darling? It. I might talk about. Amanda, it. do you want to talk about Thoroughbreds? <gasps> yes, of course I do. <laughs> it was so good. I haven't gone to see it yet. Oh no. my god, is it so Did good? See it? No, no, no guys. Thoroughbreds right, we'll was so Anton good. Anton Yechlin's, uh last performance, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was, and he did great. Mm. Oh. We got to end on a high note. <laughs> and that does it for the podcast. Yeah. Can we just go back to Cathing, please? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got to see it. We got to see like a nice little preview, and they gave us popcorn and soda and the stuff. So then I had to stay awake because they were giving me all the free stuff. So yeah. <laughs> they didn't uh, want to so miss was, any of it. Yeah, that was fun. Well, there were a couple of them. Here's what I liked about our preview is that there was some some idiot like that was 
talking at the beginning, like, what? like sh- screaming and stuff. And some guy literally stood up and went, and he yelled, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then he sat back down and no one said anything after that. I'm like, listen, I'm on board with that guy. Yeah, that man is my hero. I didn't yeah. have to do His it. His name was Frank Moran. His name was Frank Moran. <laughs> I had all I could stand and I couldn't stand <laughs> he anymore. He couldn't handle any more of it. Uh, yeah, shut that kid up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, so it was kind of a weird, cr- I feel like a little bit of a weird, cr- you get kind of a weird crowd when you do stuff like that. I don't feel like you get like the general public necessarily, but everybody seemed to really enjoy it. I just don't like. Was it was it press? It was. Okay. Yeah, because they did a thing beforehand that was like, hey, you know, please go and review, please tweet, just no spoilers and mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. Um, it's good so to see which are... podcast is actually carrying this podcast group. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. We're doing what we can. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, that was really cool. But I hate going and seeing stuff on opening night because unless I trust that the fans are going to be respectful enough to me still be able to hear the movie. Oh, I'm old. I understand. You get it. <laughs> I do. I'm such an angry elf, man. Yeah, it seems MCU, I, like MCU proper, mm-hmm. seems to be the last one that is like that. Okay, maybe Star Wars, but yeah, like oh, I, Star Wars for sure. Yeah, yeah but there Wars was definitely like, night, like not many. I like I don't know if this would have been that environment i think people would have been screaming over it and everything like that but yeah like mcu it's all people like us yeah like the insane people who want to hear every single piece of dialogue because every single piece of dialogue might hold some easter egg of some sort yeah which i love you yeah. know i love the only movie that i've seen where people are yelling and i didn't mind it was i went and saw like a grindhouse triple feature and that's kind of I feel well, like the, the, the way that. you have to yeah. see those movies you know yeah. it's good but other than that i'm like nope i wanted like a matinee with a reserve seat, <laughs> with you know, with my number assigned and everything like that, so that they're in my chair, I can yell at them. <laughs> it's part of the experience for me. Have you ever been to a Rocky Horror live showing? Yes. Cool. They yeah, I did. I won a contest at one of those. What, oh, wow. what contest did. did you win? Uh, mm, I I went <laughs> I went I went in college and I worked in a costume shop at the time. So we all dressed. It was like around Halloween, so mm-hmm. we all dressed. So I was dressed like a a a, a, a lady a cop in a porno. And <laughs> so we went, because, you know, it's like a sexy cop thing. Yeah. Like, I was in college, and it's like, whatever, that's what I you did. It. And so we all went, and I didn't realize that they were going to make everybody that had never seen it get like go to the front. Yep. Oh, they did, do. You get did you get a V? I didn't know that. They um, didn't. They actually didn't draw on my face. I was okay. like, oh, I thought they were going to. And they're like, they're like, we're gonna have a competition to see who can take their bra off through their costume the fastest. Go on. And I was like... <laughs> What if you're? Not, I was joking, and I was like, "What if you're not wearing a bra?" And they're like, "Is anybody else?" And they're like, "No." And they're like, "You win!" <laughs> and then I won, so they gave me like so free popcorn cheated. and candy and stuff. I know. I was like, "I, I didn't cheat." <laughs> uh, you lied. Guys, this is gonna be the tell, one that my parents listen Amanda, to. Amanda, you, you are my hero. Out of all of them, thank you. Yes, I appreciate that. I mean, tell me the patriarchy is a problem when it rewards not wearing a bra. Yeah. Amanda, like obviously you, you you were ahead of the game. You knew what was up. You, know, you man, knew what you're getting into. I wanted to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. didn't want to have were all the other women Thanks. subject themselves to such a thing. Yeah. So you, you, I took, that you bullet. took the bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're you know, welcome. you're a real Joan of Arc. There was <laughs> one woman who trained for months. <laughs> to shake her bra through. Yeah, and she, she like was an, looking forward to it. She's like, this is my big night. She had like a quick release costume. Nothing's going to ruin like, this. A, like Velcro Harley Quinn, so yep. she could like get everything on. Yeah. So and before the competition even started. Listen, they sit up on their own. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> this right? is sorry. my... She's like in the bathroom beforehand. This is your night. This is you. <laughs> you got this. You've been training for months. All right? You got this bra quick release on lock. There's no... Who's going to do better than this you? This popcorn is mine. <laughs> this is 
This is yours, Danielle. Danielle, this is <laughs> yours. Danielle. You got this. We haven't eaten in weeks. We need this free popcorn. Nope. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm going to walk home a queen. Just, <laughs> there's one more life ruined by my breasts. <sighs> anyway, this is, bro, at least we're talking about Deadpool. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. We are. It's not like we're talking about like Spider-Man, minutes Spider-Man Homecoming. And, and I'm have like, yet right. to really launch into any firm opinions That's about this I'm film. actually yeah. impressed by that. I would expect it has to go longer. Yeah. So. so besides Amanda's boobs, what else did people like about the film? Hey, thanks. Not <laughs> Much. They had a Snapchat filter that you could get. Oh while yeah. You're there. Did you use the Snapchat filter? No, because it was only good for like a, an hour. Oh well. Also, mm-hmm. Snapchat sucks. Also, this still isn't really what we liked about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's still not the same. Yeah, but it was like they they show it right there, and it's like it's good for an hour, but you're, the movie's just about to start. So it's like, well, if you wanted to really use a Snapchat filter of Deadpool, you really don't have the time to do anything with it. Well, that's just silly. Man. I know, God. but you know. I like go the, the Passion of the Christ joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. For me, I loved the music. I yeah. discovered that is music the weakness. You will get me to love a movie if you give me a great pairing of a song to visuals. Mm-hmm. And so for me, in this one, it was the... Nine to five? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is exactly I was the, so, ni- yes. the nine to five I was when so he's excited. slashing people left and right. He, yeah. he's like, I was let's, in. In I'm the second, he's like, let's, he's like, cue it, Dolly, or let's do yeah. it, Dolly. I was like, it's got to be nine to five, and it was. <laughs> I was really excited about it. I loved it. It, it was good. Best I don't know if Frank wasn't super excited about it. But yes, I, I mean, who doesn't well, enjoy nine to five? Frank hates joy. <laughs> That's true. true. I am yeah. inside. Our friend Joy, who you guys took to the screening, he absolutely hates her, but she's also a big Dolly fan, so it balances out. I think the the, uh, <laughs> the opening credit titles uh, lived up to the hype uh, of the first to one. I read half of them. Oh, man. I, they, I was like, they were I, good. I saw the first one. I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Did they just fucking kill her? <laughs> oh, what the fuck, you guys? And I was fucking rolling, dude. I, I wasn't even expecting it, like remembering it from the first one. But seeing that kind of brought me back to the first time or the first Deadpool scene. That I was, thought it was hilarious. See, and I was so excited to see the because pre- I remember the credits really specifically, and I didn't think this one was as good. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, all right. But I did like that it was a James Bond riff. Yes, that's, yeah. which I, I, because I, I like. That's I the like second the way to my heart is to make it something about James Bond. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that uh, that was really cool. But also, like, I mean, uh, I think what kind of going into this film is what was nice in, in seeing those credits is yeah they they are going to kind of dip back into the same well that got them here but they they built on it like it wasn't just yeah. more jokes on like the only one that i felt was really like a callback to the the previous one was like a guy who clearly doesn't want to share the spotlight <laughs> but the fact that it was all like commenting on like a, on the previous scene and everything like that and not just a, sort of a meta commentary about the cast as a whole i thought was really fun mm-hmm. like the fact that it just like Wait, are we just fucking brushing past the fact that you guys just shot Vanessa just before the beginning credits? All right, I guess we're in it. Um, so yeah, like, like it felt like I know I'm in the dissenting opinion in this room uh, in terms of Guardians Two, um, but like I felt like it was definitely it, it did the same thing as Guardians, where it hit a lot of the same beats but did it in a more evolved, thought out way that you get with a sequel. I adored Guardians Two. Well, then you and me. All right. I just wanted to put that out there. I, she felt supported. The second time around that I watched it, mm. it did it for me. Oh, it's so good. I cried at the end, actually. It's so good. I actually, my, my boss, he did not like it and then watched it again. He's like, you know what? 
It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Guardians Guardians Two might be swaying some. Well, people. Some people just don't like crying in a public theater. Yeah. Like what? This movie fucking sucks. <laughs> 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 what are you guys crying for? And then they watch it at home and then really weep on the couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's to it. be fair, I was already crying, <laughs> and I just happened to turn on the movie, and it, it continued. Yeah. So. I, I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was. Gonna ask a question that had nothing to do with Deadpool, so probably you should speak. Right. Oh, oh no, no, this is like, don't, that's Chris, the please. norm. <laughs> I, okay, all right. So I was gonna. I had a conversation with them recently about this. That I think every Marvel movie gets better on a second plus viewing. I think every single Marvel film I like more another time around. Even Thor: The Dark World. I actually <laughs> like Thor: yeah, The Dark he's, World. He's, he's on the. No, uh, I'm, very a, I'm, I'm a defender of Thor: The Dark World. But Frank, as someone who doesn't like it, it's popped up on like an FX, like when we, Chris and I are like about to watch like Atlanta or something like that. I'm watching, I'm like, you know what? I get a little bit more into it than I did in the theater. So I, I think I, I see, yeah. I see what you're saying, I agree Chris. With like, that. I'm just on your side. Frank. Yeah, no, it's a romp. It's a romp. Yeah, yeah. Is it because it's like Levi? No, 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 no. It's all. It always seems to be the the London fight. Yes, I, I have I, yet I, to yeah. see turn on to FX and find that it's not some part of the London fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best part of the movie. I think the oh, yeah, I, I can't really think of another Marvel movie that I don't agree with that. Yeah, so I think pretty much all of them you go in with like a, a, usually pretty high expectations. I think that it usually more or less matches that. Sometimes mm-hmm. a little bit below that. I come back around a second time and having gone through the first round and got my expectations out of the way, and I'm just like, okay, I can just sit back and enjoy this. There are movies that we've talked about that I know for a fact that wouldn't apply to, but none of them are. That's what I was about to say, but I, I don't none of the Marvel ones that I can think of. Yeah, which is interesting. Star Wars. Is it Star Wars? Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's uh, Kingsman Golden Circle, which can go rot in hell. <laughs> oh, did you like it even less second time around? I did. I would not watch it again. Second okay, time I only. I was actually thinking about that movie today, and I kind of want to go watch it a second time around. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is uh, like just to complete the Golden Circle thing because we yeah. didn't podcast about that one. We no, left that I off wish last he and I, did. I wish we had. That's why I can bring it up. But I got love. I loved uh, Taron. Whatever. L- Taron Edgerton. Yeah, he's great. He's awesome. He's great. Mm-hmm. So damn that was sure. material did not there live up to that. There are things that I liked about it, but there yeah. are other things that I think that that one hurt my soul a little bit because I was more excited about that movie than like any other movie of the That's year. That's fair. That, actually, I, mean, yeah. it's, I was it's so a, excited, and it's it was a pretty just s- broke my heart. Similar situation to Deadpool. Like really, I mean, Deadpool had a lot more hype behind it than. Uh, Kingsman, but like mm-hmm. the first Kingsman was sort of so out of left field awesome. It's just like, oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. You could definitely see why, like, you can see why I got a sequel in terms of money. I mean, in terms of story, I don't know if that was the best sequel story to um, tackle. I know that it wasn't. <laughs> well, I don't know. I am only speculating because <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. But, like, yeah, like, I feel like Dead- Deadpool 2 could have, it's either could have been. Amazing the way some of us think, or complete utter garbage, completely missing the mark, especially without Tim Miller being involved. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It was nice to, like, that was sort of the big reservation going into is like, well, it's not the whole band coming back together, but it's nice to know, having watched this, that maybe Tim Miller wasn't as much the glue holding this all together as we thought. I, I thought that one of the things that was actually better in this movie than the first one, I thought the action sequences were, were the fight sequences, oh, yeah. the hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. I thought the way that they were shot and the way they were choreographed was really cool. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. It's it was, David Leach. Yeah. So. so I But I thought that that was, for me, kind of a step up. I didn't remember. Yeah. The only action sequence that I really mm-hmm. remembered from the first one was the opening credits. And I think that's why I liked those opening credits so much in Deadpool, the first Deadpool, mm-hmm. because he's got like these like balls in his the guy's face and stuff and the text all over that. But it was cool because it kind of had that 
uh, choreography the same way that the opening title sequence from Guardians 2 had. Yeah. You know, where there's this fight oh, going on and yeah. you're seeing it in all the different dimensions and it's, it's uh, you know, moving around like that uh, in like one, it looks like one like long fluid shot, you know? But I thought that overall the fight sequences in this one were pretty awesome. I thought that um, yeah. Cable, his, like his, the fight sequences with him were pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Colossus and Juggernaut. Holy shit, guys, we got Colossus and Juggernaut. Yeah, that oh. was amazing. Oh. <laughs> it was good. I was so happy when I saw that was going to happen. Yes. I was like, oh, please, please bring Colossus back, please. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, how amazing has Colossus's arc been? I, <laughs> I know, feel right? like he's like has like the most like change in his character from when he started in part one. Well, that's what's like, what's so crazy is the X Men series up until Deadpool, have never, ever had the success or feel the fidelity to the source material the way MCU has. Mm-hmm. But they've been working at these characters for twice as long as Marvel Studios. And so that's what's kind of cool about like Deadpool 2 is that this is sort of in the same way that Infinity War is capitalizing on everything that the past 19 movies have built on. Like It felt like Deadpool really is taking everything that's been done and not ignoring anything like that. Um, and really sort of taking advantage of this long history behind it and mining that for jokes. And so it's like it's 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 insane to like like think about like the Brian Singer version of these characters that they first started out. And this is a series that hasn't even had like a traditional reboot. Like yeah, it's it, true. technically you can, but Days of Future Past sort of blew that out of the water with the connection of the two cast and saying that these are the young versions of these characters you've already known, and we're just filling in gaps. So 18 years of storytelling. It's impressive that they can still do this stuff. And, and yeah, we got Juggernaut and uh, Colossus, the truest version of X-Men characters that we've seen in an X-Men film. It's insane. Now, what do you think, though, Frank, of... Because uh, we really didn't talk too much about it. I was like, got to save for the cast. <laughs> so you were excited to see Juggernaut, right? Um, well, I don't know. If I, I mean, I guess. I don't know. I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, Vinny Jones, who's going to top him? Mm. Yeah. You know, so, you know, from... Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny Jones is Juggernaut. We'll go down in history. I'm the, the Juggernaut, yes. bitch! <laughs> <laughs> But so did you, like, I guess I was, all right, well. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, like, if you were disappointed by the way that he was portrayed in the film. No, I felt like what you were picturing. He was better than what I thought it was going to, that I, from X-Men The Last Stand, for sure. So, yeah, huge improvement. Yes, definitely for that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I feel like he's, he's there to be just like, just a little twist that they throw in. There's not really much, like, development or anything with him. He's just a juggernaut who comes in and just smacks some things up. And then he had a really cool fight scene. But in terms of, like, Wow, awesome to see Juggernaut doing some stuff. Yeah, I mean, the fight scene was fine, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, I didn't feel like we got much out of Juggernaut himself. It made me go like, yeah, thank goodness we got him in this movie. All right. I guess, yeah, I, I kept hearing from people that are, because I don't know Juggernaut, I'm not familiar with them, so I, I keep hearing people like, oh, so excited to see him. I was like, people seem really jazzed about him, so you could kind well, of I take him or leave him. I, I assume people all know him from the 90s cartoon, right? He played a pretty... Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's probably yeah the, the most ingrained pop culture version. of And that there character. was a sweet ass Colossus Juggernaut fight in that cartoon too. Yeah, so. there was. Yeah, so I love seeing those two dudes clash. 
And I don't know, like it blew my mind to find out that Ryan Reynolds did the voice of Juggernaut. Because I too, I was just like, I don't know, man. It, they should have maybe brought back Vinnie Jones to give him another shot. But I thought Ryan Reynolds did a pretty good job with the dialogue. Know it was Ryan yeah, Reynolds he did doing it. it. Yeah, because I was looking at the credits, was like, the Juggernaut as himself. What? And then I read that that it was mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. I was like, oh, of course. He and couldn't have gotten Brad Pitt to do even, that. Even yeah, no right. But even just a little uh, drop of uh, him hinting at Professor X being like his stepbrother. Yeah, like, I like that, that shit's just like really cool to me. And I think Deadpool does a really good job of that of like calling back to the comics and shit. What's well, well, almost like Legion. Where it's just like we acknowledge that there's a very huge continuity behind us, but we will only pull what we need to, but we're not ever going to actively deny that unless story pushes us that way. So, I mean, along those lines, what did everyone think about the use of cable? Not necessarily just the way he was betrayed, but what they didn't talk about. Like, they never really addressed his heritage. Do you mm-hmm. think that worked to their advantage? I don't know anything about him other than what I saw in this movie. So, and I and enjoyed him. I think other people can probably fill in the gaps that I'm sure I will have. But uh, so Cable is the son of Scott Summers and Madeline Pryor, the clone of Jean Grey. Evil oh. clone. And he's infected the with the legacy virus in the present day, right? Yes. Technovirus, right? Yes. So, he's, so that why he has that the metal arm thing? It's actually a virus that turns your body into nanites. I think it's basically more or less nanites. No, I'm just going to. Nanites is my catch all <laughs> term now for anything that's like a technological. Thing that can be made into body parts or suits that no, is from space. Fair point. Yeah. Very fair mm-hmm. point. But this is basically a disease that turned organic material into like meta- metal organic. Organites? Yeah. Organites. Yeah, organites, yes. Frank, is that, I feel? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 And so they. <laughs> so yeah, you're, you're bringing up a very fair point where basically nanites are now like sky beams and all the other bullshit sci fi <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but. Yeah. It's not immediately dismissed. Nanites is a new algorithm. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw it out there and it all works. But so Cable is infected with a legacy virus that turns him into like a technical thing. So he's sent into the future where they can treat it better. And he is actually one of the most powerful mutants ever. But he is constantly using his powers, which I think are mostly telekinesis, right? Mm -hmm. To keep the virus at bay. So he can never actually use his powers because they are focused on just keeping himself alive. Not dissimilar to Deadpool, actually, kind of in that regards. Whereas, yeah, I mean, but Deadpool can continue to heal. But so like, he has telekinesis, but we never see that because he can never use it because he's busy. His they, mind is busy. They might have been alive. hinting yeah. at it with his gun, right? Or was, was that like more tech? Thing. Like it just come back? I think to that me. was a tech thing. I thought maybe for a second, like the first time I saw, it, I was like, "Oh, that's dope." He's like, "Gun, come here," and he did it with his mind. Yeah. Um, but I could see it if it just like he's from the future, so fuck, he has yeah. no tech. Yeah. Since, maybe it, was, since like, it was only the gun, I didn't think. Much true. Of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe but if he's just like summoning a gun, then he just gets like uh, indigestion for a second. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if he's like gets like has to use it for just a split second, then he's yeah. like, Ooh, all right, we're back. I'm good. There's <laughs> a character. Yeah. And, and so he doesn't come back into the present until he's an adult. So that's the first time that uh, Scott Summers realizes, oh my gosh, you're my grown son. And then he mi- he lamented missing being there to raise him. Uh-huh. But he and Jean Grey, after they married, they were taken, their minds were taken forward into the future so they could reside in these caretakers. Oh, actual Jean Grey? Right. Actual Jean Grey. Yes, actual Jean Grey. But he's the son of evil Jean Grey. Correct. So why yeah. was actual Jean Grey like, oh, our son, my son? Well, because she was married. She's not son. an animal, Amanda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's her evil. Ver- oh, but she, it's still her. 
Yeah, the, he's just he, her as an evil version. Yeah, no, no, no. So it's, it's, a it's, a, it's a clone. It's, yeah, no, this is not technically Jean Grey's son, but she's also not a stone cold bee. I've always so she's like, I'll raise this child. Remember her referring own. to him as her son though. Yeah. Like I remember during the executioner song, uh, which is another clone of Cable who doesn't have the techno organic virus, so he's just like super fucking powerful. Wait, is that Nathaniel X? Strife. That's Strife. Strife. Yeah. Oh, Strife. Okay. That's a cool hero nickname, Strife. Strife. So oh, he does he right. have he's the, a bad so does guy. he have the telekinesis? Yeah, and okay. he's super powerful because he doesn't have to waste it holding anything at bay. Right. It's just crazy like metal up. armor yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like almost like silver <laughs> samurai esque, you know? It sounds like Shredder. Yeah, that's actually does not a bad yeah. comparison in terms of design. Thank you. Who's still <laughs> calling you a novice? Yeah. But Brolin, like, Only he signed a five-picture deal, though, right? Yeah. Four. <clears throat> four, but that's, uh, I mean, yeah. they, I, I imagine one of those four movies, they'll eventually dive into his backstory and establish a little more. Oh, for sure. No, but I, did you guys like that they excluded all that for the sake of just keeping his plot line Simple. Like we basically just got we got yeah. we got his motivation and like just enough like background for us to see where he's coming from, but we didn't get all the detail on it. Well, I think, well, I think it depends what they do with him after Deadpool two, right? If they're like, oh, we're just gonna bring him in, introduce him in Deadpool two, so we could develop him more in these right. subsequent movies. Right. No, yeah, I mean his his story is so kind of convoluted with so many twists and sure. terms. Yeah, if you were to drop all that in here, it would just be. Too much, but I feel like they at least acknowledge that he's most likely is still a summer because his daughter Hope is named Summers. Hope, which is in fact his daughter in the comics. So, well, it, that a child that he looks over, he, he raises. Yeah. Oh wait, but wait, but in the movie, he called her oh, Hope. Yeah, 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 yeah comic the, book, Oh, in the comic a, book, yeah. it's not his actual daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah, Hope. She's is, not like, related to anyone, right? Mutant born yeah, no. since the No More Mutants thing, right? Correct. Decimation. She, she was like a messiah. Oh. And so Cable took her, and he was traveling through time while Bishop was trying to pursue them to put an end to that baby. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Bishop. We need to see a good uh, Yeah, Bishop. I feel like Deadpool could redo Bishop in a cool way, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't bad. He looked like well, he uh, didn't Thor really Ragnarok have a... and uh, Idris Elba. He and really Thor didn't Ragnarok. have a part, right? Like, he yeah. laid down for a little bit, he juiced up his gun, and yeah. then he blew up. The uh, Bishop was one of the mutants in the future in Days of X Men, uh, okay. Days of Future Past. Okay. Yeah. That black guy with the dreads who looked like Idris Elba yeah, in yeah. Uh, Ragnarok. Okay. That's Bishop in the movies. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, Bishop and Cable are like the two X Men time traveler guys. Um, if you watch like the '90s cartoon, they're like dual time travelers, both kind of at odds with each other. I gotta go back and watch those movies. Who was the no, one? Who good. was the one in X Men Evolution that was in the alternate dimension that Nightcrawler goes into on accident? Forge. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, but like with Cable, it didn't seem there like they. <laughs> they just didn't explore it. It didn't feel like they ever negated any of that right, as a yeah. possibility. They're just sort of like, let's punt it. But we don't need to deal with all of the minutia. Yeah. I think that was a good idea. Because yeah. I, I think we, I mean, I don't know, for me, I liked that they didn't go into all that because I think it would have slowed everything down a whole bunch and they would have had so much to explain where it's here. It's like, okay, we get what he's trying to achieve. He's thematically tied in with a hero. I had enough that I was like, Perfect. oh, I'd like to know more about him. And that's yeah. kind mm-hmm. of how I want to leave these movies. It's like, oh, I'd like to know more about that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can look past whatever's happened, like this story, and I'm it doesn't catch me up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not like, uh, but I need the answers to this guy first. Is, is Shatterstar the only one we got a backstory for? In this movie, do we even just? We oh, he's the, the Mojo World, which again, cool as oh, yeah. hell. Yeah, the, the <laughs> that's that. fucking awesome. That. Yeah. Um, no, I felt like Cable. He was. I mean, Josh Brolin did awesome. Yeah, and he looked great. But I also felt like, well, I mean, it was just 
pretty thinly sketched. I'm like, oh, these guys going back from the future I mean, to change stuff. And Especially since we have Days of Futures Past established as a future timeline and as a terrible alternative. And it seemed like aesthetically the directors took advantage of that, like with the purple lighting and everything like that. Like they should have just shown a sentinel or something. Like, yeah, I, I didn't mind because Cable is like we just explained his history. It's tied up to some nonsense. And you have, like, Apocalypse and all this time travel stuff. It's something like, all right, this could definitely be streamlined when we have, like, a movie audience. But, yeah, at the same time, when they already, like, it felt like they already have in the movie universe stuff established that they could have taken advantage of. It's just like, all right, well, we've seen that future. Just make a part of that. Make a part of this weird alternate dimension that we've already seen as viewers. And clearly, coming into Deadpool, most people are aware of all that stuff. So, yeah, I think, yeah, like, I didn't mind that it was thinly sketched, but it felt like it wasn't a choice, just a missed opportunity, which is what mm. fucked me about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess like, we just don't like, hey, I'm here to save my, my, my family. But yeah. then that was just about it. For him. I was like, which is a very yeah. simplistic John Connor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, sort of mm. Kyle Although Reese. he did have a couple really funny lines. Like when he was like, he even runs like a fucking pervert. <laughs> and the fact that they kept referring to them as child molesters was hilarious. <laughs> and he had a really fucking grudge, like a hard grudge against the main guy, which it wasn't ever explained, but he decided he was a fucking pervert, so he wanted him dead. Do, do we know who um, that character is, Eddie Marsden's character? The, the guy who like the, who the guy ran who ran Essex House, obviously Essex being a Mr. reference Sinister. to Mr. Sinister. But I guess which we got to see already. Like they've they've hinted at him a couple of times in this universe. I need mm-hmm. to see me some Mister Sinister. Yeah. I, I mean, th- no he'd be a fucking great Deadpool three. Like, that's jumping ahead, but yeah. I think considering the world that they've built and now the cable's a part of it, undermine like putting a Deadpool spin on Sinister might be fun. Well, they had Sin- they had John Hamm playing Mister Sinister in the New Mutants movie, but then because they went back and had to do reshoots, he had to drop out for like scheduling. Yeah, but I thought he would have been a pretty good Sinister. I think he'd be a pretty good anything. <laughs> Ooh, no arguments true. here. <laughs> Absolutely true. But so yeah, that the headmaster or whatever you want to call him of that school though, do we ever get a name for him? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Like not, he, that, I, not that's spoken aloud. Yeah, like he's it, it would re- have to go into IMDb. Yeah, he's a religious that. zealot. Which I know in the comics, Stryker, who in the movie was the guy who gave Wolverine his skeleton, but in the comics that guy was a religious zealot. And I think he had mm-hmm. what, what was the um the, the Friends of Humanity? Yeah, but it, I thought they had another name though. It's not the Acolytes, I know it's a different group, but it's something along those lines. So they had like a, a some name for it. Because didn't they take bits of mutants? The U-Men? Yes. From Morrison? U- no, I guess that's what I'm thinking of. Well, Grant Morrison Maybe was the, the one who introduced the U-Men, which was basically, yeah, it was it was basically uh, like doubling down on Stryker's like God, uh, God loved man's kill. That, that, I'm butchering the name of it, Frank. Oh yeah, God uh, love man. God, God loves, loves man, man kills. kills. Yep. Um, yeah, it seemed like he was a doubling down of that religious order, but it was like they, yeah, they took parts to better humanity as opposed to like become mutants or like oh, okay. tap into anything like that. It was basically like you guys are selfish uh, mofo's who have your powers when these should be available to humanity. Oh, okay. So I guess this guy was just an asshole. Yeah. He just, just like to hate on mutants because they're mutants. Because he's only credited as headmaster. That's it. Okay, mm, I just because so I was listening to an interview with that actor. He's and great in Ray Donovan. He, yeah, he was talking about Ray Donovan. Actually, I've never watched oh, it. Oh, he's but so good. At yeah, it. and yeah. He, I, he's great at everything. And but they couldn't talk about his character in the interview, so I thought, okay, well maybe he's revealed to be somebody. I thought for a second maybe he's sinister, 
Hmm. Should have been a very weird choice, but I'm like, okay, I could have been down for something entirely different. But no, they never went there. So I was very mm-hmm. curious if he was supposed to be somebody. What do we think of Fire Fist? Fire Fist. Oh my god. I, he was annoying to me. I, oh, I feel oh, like he was just underwritten. You. He was just underwritten. And it's I mean, I don't know. I didn't I had no vested interest in this kid getting I wasn't, saved. I I wasn't ever rooting for him. That he was actually probably one of my biggest complaints in the movie is that he like I wanted to root for him and th- and he was like never really all that likable. He wasn't mm-hmm. like a cute little kid that kept like giving the finger and stuff. He was like an older kid who was just so you won't be like a, a fucking gangster. Yeah, yeah, which like puck you I miss. think like miss. Fuck, fuck, I said puck you miss. Puck you miss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I love the I mean I think that like everything it was set up to be that way, but something about him you just it, it, I never I never thought he was like all that vulnerable because he did, never seemed all like likable or defenseless. We never really evolved past he being didn't. A, stero- uh, a story plot point. Yeah, which mm-hmm. kind of which bothered me. I think they maybe missed an opportunity there with that character. Because mm-hmm. well, I do like somebody that's in that situation, and their only help is supposedly Deadpool, who would, is not remotely even qualified to help in that sort of way. Yeah. But I just felt like it never got played up as strong as I would have liked to see it. Yeah. Well, a little derivative <laughs> of the uh, taser face joke too, mm. with the uh-huh. fire fist. Oh yeah. Yes. Like, All right. Yeah, we get it. Like. Not all the names are going to be winners, but <laughs> let's <laughs> move past that as a, a punchline. Have at any this point. of you guys seen Hunt for the Wilder People? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's, he's phenomenal. He's, like he, he's more or yeah. less the same character, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which is a lot less screen time. I mean, that's part of it. Huh. Have you seen well, it? Oh, I actually haven't, no. Oh, it's so oh, good. good. There's, more of him. Crime. There's more of him in that mm-hmm. movie than the yeah. Deadpool 2? I don't want to see that movie then. I'm good. Let's say, I would you may see yourself out, Frank. <laughs> All right, bye guys. It was yeah. good doing this. No, <laughs> Frank, Frank just hates Frank, child actors. You're you're coming at from a good perspective, but you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, no, it's just like I, even maybe just seeing him in Essex House before he starts fighting everyone. Just give me a, give me a foundation of what his life was like that he had to freak the fuck out. Yeah, I just might have been may, may help make him more sympathetic. I agree. I think that he just they just didn't give him. I didn't. I didn't problem like with the actor. I never problem with the powers. I was more just like I don't know. It's like, does anyone know the ruling on showing child abuse in film? Would that? I mean, it's already a hard. I mean, R. it's a hard R. So I don't yeah. think you so hard. Is there a limit of, of R material? That's what you needed to, to get you off on this. Film? <laughs> 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 this is some kid getting uh, smacked. No, but you, you, you're, you're no. There's t- there, I mean, thirteen reasons why, man. They're talking about suicide. They're doing, but they're talking shooting. about it. Yeah, no, well, I, they I show think it too. I mean, this you, is some could, of you could. Like, I don't, I don't think that was anything. Show like child abuse. How old do they have to be? I, I think versus how old is the actor I, if, versus how old they, is the act as the if character. If they chose to not include it in this movie, I think they probably did it more from a tone perspective, mm-hmm. yeah, than from like a ratings thing. Well, if it's it, a hard R, it doesn't it's it doesn't matter as much. Like there aren't the same regulations yeah. as if it were a different rating or if it was for TV for network. When mm-hmm. Zizi Beats even says like, "Oh, this is the place I was tortured," and like I felt more of a connection to her past to it mm-hmm. in just yeah. that line. Well, let's talk about that, Domino. Right. Talk about Cable. Domino talk about Firefish. The best part of the movie. I yeah, think oh, Domino. Were, she's amazing. I think yeah, they were in a cell together the last thing i want to say about that guy is like they were in a cell together that would have been the perfect time for some form of heart to heart i didn't yeah. like need to see him getting physically abused i didn't need any of that stuff he did get punched in the face a lot he did <laughs> but i but did I, anyone I, else laugh out loud and then realize they're the only one in the theater doing that when that happens <laughs> that you that's just me yeah no <laughs> i laughed i laughed hard as hell i'm sorry man i interrupted no, you sorry no but that, that's prison pocket. i think just <laughs> lost i think he just became like a series of one-liners mm-hmm. it was like it felt like a 
a guy in who was in his like late forties who doesn't have any kids was trying to write what he thinks a kid would say in within that instance with that kid. He's like, yeah, you don't want to be a gangster. I want to do this. It's like gangster, well, right? But even kids that say that have a reason for saying that. What is yeah. he watching? That like, what's his? Why does he have this point of view? You know. I feel like it's also kind of the hype around that care around that actor yeah. was it's the exact same character that he's played in every other film. Mm. Oh, right. And that's kind yeah. of like I don't want to say he's being typecasted, but I think he is. Yeah. And it's like he has to be that wannabe gangster. Yeah, wow. and I would have totally bought it. Like for me that felt kind of weird. It felt a little bit like such a weird I mm-hmm. having never seen him in anything else. I was like it's kind of weird that that's the thing that this Could you kid imagine wants another so another Ch- uh, child actor playing that part? Yeah, sure. Tom Cruise. The Tom Cruise. Yeah. Always going to be my answer is always going to be Tom Cruise. Yeah. No, yeah. Tom Cruise. I, John Hamm. Yeah. Absolutely. John Hamm. If you don't, great. if you don't go in with the, I mean, I don't know what he's like. Is he in the? He's in the comics. Yeah, he is, but totally different. He's yeah. Rusty Collins in the comics. I have no idea, like going hmm. into, but if you look at the kids, if you just look at the the things that we know about him in the film, which are literally that he is a he's a a kid at an orphanage who has these powers who's being abused, who then later goes on to light people on fire. That's what, and, that, and he's got kind of a fascination with being a gangster. That is literally all the information we's, we're given on this kid. There's nothing else. So I... Well, he also, the, the one line that stood out for me was he couldn't be a hero because he's overweight. Oh, oh all right. Yeah, I like so, that part. Yeah. yeah, which I think, like, that's good, too. I think it's good, like, it's one more nice, like, diverse thing in the movie. But so, still, there's still so a you, ton of actors that could that could play that part, sure. But you feel like you're dis like based on the material that was available, mm-hmm. like it's is very thin. Mm-hmm. So the only way for you uh, to connect with this character had the actor been more charismatic, had something more to do, more perspective, because the material wasn't there. Is that what you're? No, I think the actor was fine. I think they just didn't give him all. I just didn't know anything about him other than like I didn't know his. I mean, it, it, this sounds shitty, but like at the, when he first says, like when Jess was like, "Are these kids? Are these guys touching you or whatever?" Maybe because of the type of movie it was, when he kind of nodded his head, I was like, "Are they?" Hmm. Well, I they... Re- I wondered. I had a moment of wondering. I was like, "Are they gonna have to? Are they gonna blow this whole place up and then find out that like the kid was lying because he's got like a rage issue?" Like, I hope not because well, that would they, really be they, setting like, a shitty precedent for victims in this film. Very briefly but, like, showed the two dots on his neck, and I feel like. That's probably why. I think a lot of people miss that super brief shot. Yeah. And if they like no, made I it a little it. bigger, or if they like, well, they cut yeah, to them putting just, like the collar on him and like shocking him, right? Right. Yeah. So then I, you know, I got it. I guess I just though didn't. I just yeah, I didn't feel like they gave him enough of a story. They didn't have enough. There wasn't enough of a connection to me for this for this kid to wind up being, you know, the driving force for our protagonist. I wanted to know more about why he felt that connection to him, other than just like the love of my life died and if I couldn't save her I need to save this kid do you it's like that sounds to me like something somebody would say in an improv scene because they know they've only got three minutes and they have to build their character <laughs> do you because I, I was about to say that I, I think I think a lot of the characters in this are I don't want to say necessarily underwritten but like we don't really know that much about Domino for example right? we don't as we talked about we don't, don't actually know that much about Cable like we kind of get just enough for us to accept they fit into this world. And do you think that maybe part of the problem with Firefist is that he was so important to the character and the emotional arc of it that by not having enough... Yeah, I think... We're less forgiving for him because he was so important. He was emotional fuel for the film. He drove the want of the film for a good portion of it. The goal Mm -hmm. was getting that kid out of there, you know. And I get it because he's a kid, 
But it's not like he's like an adorable sweet kid. You know, he's kind of an asshole for a good portion of the film and not like a cute, like adorable asshole with like a good heart who's got this hard exterior. Like all I saw was hard Mm -hmm. with him and not and I didn't know what what was what was driving him. I don't know. That's just I don't know. I guess I did not realize I had this much of a problem with it until we started dissecting it in his conversation. It's Frank's fault. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I just I didn't think the actor was bad. I just don't think that they gave him a lot. Didn't give him a lot of dialogue. Everything, no, everything right. he said, it sounded like it was a quip. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty quippy. Well, the other speaking of the emotional arcs, did you like how they did, did the twist and they killed Deadpool's girl right out of the gate? No, no, <laughs> no. I had a big problem with that. Why is that? Because they fridged her. True. So to Explain, please. to elaborate, Thank you. fridging comes from a Green from Lantern that. story from <gasps> the nineties. Oh. From Kyle Rayner when they killed his girlfriend. It's like and they the first Kyle Rayner. Yeah, arc. like they cut like cut up his girlfriend and put her in a fridge, and they only did that so that he had motivation to go off and go do something. Uh, and so I was really bothered that a movie that is supposed to be a little bit more on the cutting edge and a little bit tropes. more aware and is all built around subverting the tropes did that. Now it fit very well thematically, and they even were clearly aware of that, like, what they were doing, because then the whole title sequence is poking fun at that, like, immediately and trying to get us moving past it. But I, I thought it was a rather unsophisticated move for what was otherwise, as they, weird as it say this, a sophisticated piece of storytelling. They straight up said, like, they were unaware of that trope of fridging the concept. Speci- I mean, obviously, right. killing, I mean, that's, the, it's like, fridging is a very distinct feminist critique of male superheroes but it's just sort of like but like once you remove that the significant other of the superhero is that's just a plot point i mean yeah there's the gender politics yeah. of it all but just like when you're the significant other of a superhero th- them's the breaks but but I, but or a but parent I, or an aunt yeah mm-hmm. but i do believe because they yeah. because like you said like Great the rice. opening credits so pointed it out, and it's so aware of the tropes that it's using that I, I felt I believed them when they said they were unaware of the trope. Well, I mean, you can be unaware of like the term of fridging, but I mean, maybe part of it for me was just like it's 2018, and this is how we're motivating our superhero, like our character, is to kill off his girlfriend. Like, I don't know. I, it bothered me that for a character that I thought was a little bit better written, especially in the first movie that had actually a little bit of significance. Yes, she was there to motivate him and to inspire him, but it wasn't just, oh, we're going to kill her. Can I you, I, oh, oh, sorry. I I actually don't feel that way about them killing her off. I think okay. maybe maybe it's because I've, I'm so used to now seeing superhero movies that I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm probably going to kill her. like Or <laughs> kidnap her. I thought they were going to kidnap her. What I thought was the cheesier trope in all of that is seconds before them saying they want to have a baby together. Mm, yeah. Seconds. I liked the like IUD in the box. I thought that was pretty <laughs> funny and cute. But like that for me was more the that for me was more like the the um the transparent icing yeah. on the cake. It was like not that they killed her, not that they got rid of her right off the bat, but the fact that they're like, we're gonna have a baby because it felt to me counter to their relationship. Does that make sense? I Everything I saw that. in the yeah. first film made me go, this is a, a fucking awesome, like, not traditional love story. Mm-hmm. That they, like, hooked up, and then the hookups just, like, kept happening, and they still have that sense of spontaneity, and they still have that sense of crazy. But in this one, all of a sudden, she kind of wants to be this, like, domestic goddess. And you can do both. You can, like, be spontaneous and crazy and have children. But there was never anything in the first film or even, like, at the 
beginning of the second film, even insinuating that, that was something that they had like wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, so fair. for me, the whole we're gonna start having a baby. I thought the only thing like worse, not worse, but more trope than that would be her giving him him like a, a, a positive test. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go there. Yeah, me too. But I actually, I didn't mind him like, you know, killing her off necessarily right off the bat and because, I don't know, maybe I was expecting it. Weirdly uh, maybe enough. I guess. I, but but I mean, the, in those but, type of movies though, I mean, I feel like, sadly, it's like they need some inciting incident. I mean, it could have been killing any family members. What if they kidnapped just, her? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been fun though? Like they did in the first movie? The first one, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I would have seen that already. Wait, does she get kidnapped in the first one? She does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, wouldn't yeah, it be right, funny yeah. if it did it again? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like, God damn it, Like I'm going to have to put a chip in her or something like that. So I, yeah, I guess just for me, you look at the way they do so many things in this movie. Like For me, it's the it's the first same-sex couple in a superhero film, too. Like they, mm-hmm. So you can tell that they are deliberately trying to be inclusive, and they're deliberately trying to subvert expectations and break down these like tropes, and that they just structure the whole movie around what is probably the oldest trope in superhero films bothered me a lot. I just wanted them to do something more sophisticated than that. Well, the, does the ending where he brings her back, does that... That in, almost kind of underwrites... Like, it's a fun joke at the end, and it's all done to share, so it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it kind of underwrote the whole thing for me, where it's just like... like I, part of it is that I'm always bothered in, like, if there is a, a central love story in... A, the first movie, the second time around, they've just abandoned that. Like, well, you just like negated. Austin Powers and Austin Powers. Exactly. The yeah. they, they, they kind of at least poke but fun even at they, that. Yeah, they, they definitely least, do. That yeah. Vanessa was a fembot. Oh, oh, and then he's like, we knew all along, sadly. Your like, next mission. Oh. I yeah. thought that was really funny. Yeah, like, they, they did something playful with that, but, you know, when they just like, oh, we're just going to jettison that because we don't know what to do with this having this character around, that always kind of bugs me a little bit. Um, and I guess, What if they had, like, kidnapped the cab driver? Because that would have been fun. I, I, maybe I just wanted her to be an actual presence throughout the yeah, film. Yeah, but then she could have been. If they had, like, kidnapped the cab driver or somebody else that was, like, close to him, yeah. you know, because you know, the only people, only other two people that we know that he's got a relationship with, really, at that point, are the cab driver and, I mean, I guess some of the X-Force. Mm-hmm. And Blind Al. Like, T.J. Yeah. Miller. Yeah, but they, which just uh, less TJ, Maybe he killed T.J. Miller. Less T.J. Miller in this film, which I was fine with. Yeah, um, I would actually love a Deadpool story where they do kidnap the cab driver, but Deadpool just like doesn't really care, and he's going he on a separate mission. Yeah, he doesn't notice. <laughs> it's just like a background thing that's yeah. happening. Yeah, he's throughout. going through a separate mission, and like we're never going to tell you where he is. Like, what? He, you, you took him? Yeah. And then like he, like you see him in the background, it's like, oh shit. Uh, yeah, I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Dopender had actually a really good part in this movie. Oh, yeah, he was great. Because he was just trying to just fucking go over the edge. He's, I would bathe myself in the blood of your enemies. <laughs> just like little shit like that was hilarious. <laughs> My last thing about the, with the girlfriend, it's, mm-hmm. I feel like it was it drove so much of him throughout the course of the film and set up everything. That to treat that, that her resurrection, the opportunity, if you're given this chance, yeah. all of a sudden bring her back, to treat it as just like a little mid-credits uh, little bump. That was weird, too. I also yeah. felt like, I mean, I know you want to be a reverent guys and you want to play with the tropes and stuff, but I felt like that's that was like the emotional heart of this guy's character throughout the whole story. And then you're just going to treat it as like a little little riff in the midst of a mid-credits sequence. Yeah, like, this, they yeah. undid it in their own film, which is a little bit weird. But I, I, I just really saw that as a now. joke yeah. to the whole X-Men universe as a, like the whole x-men universe already of just like no one's really dead everything's okay we can do whatever we want well, I think maybe that's what that was i mean I it, it did provide one of the best laughs in the whole movie though green lantern 
No, when he, go, when he goes hard. and kills uh, the X-Men Origins oh. Wolverine's yeah. Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. he, just, he just keeps unloading bullets. Yeah. No, hang on. Is that more? Just oh, cleaning okay. up the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I love that whole... I mean, I think that was such a great runner of scenes. It yeah. It made me laugh. The uh, the representation, though, of her of him seeing her every time he gets killed, uh, and that's his opportunity to kind of reconnect with her. Uh, did you guys like the way that was visualized? They kind of like... You're seeing like his... Kind of what happens between these while he's regenerating. Yeah, it worked for me. It it did the job. Mm-hmm. I like that she was in it in some part. Yeah, you know that they found some way to kind of connect. So I agree. I would have liked her to be in the film more. Yeah, I so this maybe I'm just like in a super feminist band after getting upset about the Vanessa death thing. But did this movie pass the Bechdel test? I don't think it does because like mm. we have we have a little bit of interaction between um, Negasonic Teenage Warhead and. Yukio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I liked his I liked his interaction with Yukio. Oh, I, I loved it too. Yukio. Yukio. Hi Wade. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I loved all that, but I think they the few conversations they actually have are actually about Yeah, Wade. I don't think that uh, I, I don't think that it does. See it that bugs me a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, again Because like, it because it could. It could. It, it could and it wouldn't feel out of place. Seems like the sort of movie that yeah. would be aware of that sort of stuff and make an effort to do something about it. And the fact that it didn't was a well, little bit they, made, mm-hmm. they made a sta- he even made a statement about it being like the reason they chose X Force was so that it was inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like gender and, neutral, inclusive. And that would have been Which, such a fun joke if, if it was Domino just like walking down the street and she just bumps into another girl and they say like six lines to each other's like Oh, we pass? We passed. And then the girl just like turns down another street. Yeah, they're like at least like acknowledge it or, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. I guess I, I think it'd probably be harder to do that without then expe- like wanting to be like, there are you fucking happy feminists, <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, but yeah, I would love it if they, I mean, I, I think that'd be great if they did something like that. Because I think that this film, it lends itself to that. Yeah. It wouldn't feel. And don't be wrong, uh, I love Domino. I think we, we started going on this path. Cool, I think she's she one of the best parts of the whole thing. Oh my sure. God, every scene she yeah, was in. She's she was amazing. Great. Mm-hmm. That actress is so charming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's from Atlanta, right? Yep. Yeah. She's adorable. The show Atlanta, to clarify. Not mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe she's from Atlanta too. I don't know, but yeah. Because I, I was like, Domino's fine in the comics, but I was there when they said like, oh, she's gonna be in this next movie. I was like, fine, but I was actually really pleasantly, pleasantly surprised yeah. how much I enjoyed her. See, that's why I, I I do like that they are pulling like the known entities, but also they're, they're, we're sort of running into the fact that like a lot of the stuff moving forward is not necessarily fully established characters from the comics, and so you can do a spin. Because like, how many diehard Domino people are there out there just like, I need to see her with the white skin, <laughs> chalk white with guess, the black thing, does she have, bob hair, I need to see that, or I'm walking. <laughs> does she have vitiligo? What? Does she have, like, the... Oh, my grandma has it. So, like, if you... It's the, dis- the, skin the, pig- the pigment discoloration? Does she have that, or is there no, like I a reason? I think she's just white. Frank, yes. you would. Does yeah. she does? Wait, does she have a pigment? Who's saying book? yes to? Wait, in the comic book, correct? <laughs> yeah. Or so that's what we're well, talking about. Comic I, book. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, like, in, oh, I guess I figured she was the same in the comic book as in the movie. No, but it she's. Didn't, oh no, movie, she is chalk white in the in the comic. Oh, okay. So in the movie, that just was a choice they made. Was like that. Oh, the eye thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that was just like a makeup design. Yeah. All right. Well, most mutants don't have skin discoloration. A lot of them do. Most of them are blue, though. Mm. You realize yeah. there was a man with she entirely like organic metal skin in this film. Yes, <laughs> but she she looked she looked. I oh, so stupid. I guess she looked like she <laughs> this, had a Lego. This is Domino in the comics. Oh, okay, yeah. so just reverse. All mm-hmm. right, yeah. cool. I thought that maybe she just like had it and that they weren't commenting on it. Kind of like if they give a character a port wine stain, but they don't really mention it. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Never mind. 
What's okay, a port okay. wine stain? A port wine stain is you can get them like anywhere, but like yeah, it's a birthmark. But you can have some people have their really small, they get them here, and other people have really big ones on their faces. Like Gorbachev, I think they. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you're welcome. Guys. Well, that's mean to call that a port wine stain. That's, <laughs> that's yeah, that's what they're called though. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you just accept the name of it? You just like that's what it's called? No, but I, no, I, I have a friend who has one, it. and he calls it a port wine stain. So I just assume that it's like because okay. he's taking it back. Maybe is it derived literally from someone like spilling port wine on a table and leaving a spot? I mean, it looks like it. Somebody has spilled port wine on you. I would so assume. It's interesting. I mean, it's interesting Frank chose port used wine specifically. Gorbachev as an example. Right. That man looks like wine was spilled on his forehead. So. <laughs> I just wonder why port. Like, why go specifically to port? Because <laughs> red wine can be any color, and port wine is generally darker, deeper red, I would think. I guess so. I don't know. Guys, listen. So I only know stain. about two things. Yeah. <laughs> Skin conditions and wine shades. <laughs> That's <laughs> just great. the middle of my Venn diagram. All right. Well, I guess if she's not as inclusive as I want to yeah, And you call yourself about. a novice. <laughs> only about some things. Only about comic books. Only about comic Skin books. conditions. Skin conditions. I'm practically it's a dermatologist. <laughs> The it's the we novice got, and Amanda. We got oils. Yeah, right. We got LIGO. We got premature aging. We got sunspots. We got, I can keep going. <laughs> Frank, it, may, may I just sort of pitch an idea for, for an episode for oh, please. you? Yes, yes. Who is a character who has a, a distinct skin condition? A comic book character. Ooh. Um, Wade Wilson? You fucking see that guy? That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's not a skin condition. A, he's a burn victim. Um... Well, how do you define skin condition? Like, would you consider like, born with? like marrow or spike? Yeah, they have, like they have bones growing out of their face. Does that count? <laughs> what about glob? I would say glob might be. Yeah. Would you spike, say glob marrow, might be awesome. Herman Glob? Marrow is not skin. But spike, if you got like things p- poking out of your skin, that's gross. Spike, well, spike she, just has like, a name. Like, like, she takes your bones out. Yeah. Now I'm talking about it's like awesome. a mutant with like basically the mutant uh, weaponized version of like eczema. Thing. Like what's the thing? Well, would that be spelled with an X though? But <laughs> his mutant ability. Like uh, there's, there's the comic book yeah. eczema. eczema. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had the guy from uh, Generation X who uh, Husk. Had, not well, Husk who would rip off her skin to have a. But then there's yeah. also the dude that uh, <laughs> had face. enormous amounts of skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, gosh, the name oh. escaped me on there, but yes. Well, there was, was also like us. Chamber. Oh. I felt when um, yeah, we lost uh, half space. when Churchill was doing the art. I forget who was maybe Mike Casey or something was like sort of use utilizing him as sort of like a, a skin. I remember that. Like I think he he's like said in an interview stuff like that. The, I'm just trying to give you guys a new episode, Amanda. Yeah. Thank you. Trying to give you a something skin so you conditions can bring, in comic books. Yeah. Thank you. Considering how Deadpool looks in the comics compared to how he looks in the film, he doesn't seem that. I mean, doesn't seem that like in the comics he's like, oof, yeah, put that mask on, Wade. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty gross. But I never feel like he's like that repulsive. This is as ugly life. as they can get. Ryan yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> this is yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, no, he's still yeah. Ryan Reynolds under that. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the lowest you can get is like a seven. I well, I think too, it's like having water spots on a Ferrari. Well, it's like, also it's still a Ferrari. It's also so. <laughs> <laughs> it's also so hard because I think in this movie he was without his mask for way more of the time because he was in prison for part of it, mm-hmm. and he has to still be able to emote through the prosthetic. You know, so you can't make it like too big. It and definitely bulky. felt less than the first movie. I thought yeah. so too, but I thought it. I mean, I my my general thumb is like, if you're walking on the street, would people like stare at him rudely? Because the answer is yes. But it's also like I was I, like, let's I'm get to some nuts and bolts, Frank. I'm I'm directing this towards you. <clears throat> Baby legs. <laughs> <laughs> Those were 
smooth, Nuts my friend. They Those were. were smooth baby legs. <laughs> he did the basic he, instinct. The basic <laughs> thing was if he gets skinned and regrow, like, will his like are his legs? It looked like those were clean baby legs. Is it like when he goes through the, puberty or something that like the like skin changes? What do you? Thoughts? I don't know because that is weird. Because yeah, you would think they would be growing back and looking all kind of cancer ridden and tumorous. As his face does. Can we and also that, that doesn't happen. at least be happy that we did not have to see cancerous tumor and baby legs? I don't know if I would have been emotionally prepared. <laughs> but you know, fucking but, sick. But, I know that but that you saw a child's dick, Chris, and you were fine with that. Pervert. <laughs> 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 that touche. <laughs> but you know that, that that conversation had to have come up during like production design though. Right? Where they had yeah. to be like, okay, it says in the script he has baby legs. Do you want scarred deadpool baby legs? Well, or they just and they must have had an entire conversation about yeah, it. And then probably, probably thought it would be too distracting. Go with smooth yeah. baby legs. Yeah, because then otherwise yeah. it looks like, you know, when Voldemort becomes like baby gross Voldemort in the dream, and it's like, oh God, why is he so disgusting? It's like he's a gross, gross baby. Yeah. It'd be like that. It'd be distracting from the comedy of them being just like hilarious tiny legs, baby smooth. I feel like, weirdly enough, tiny smooth baby legs on a big scarred man's body is more upsetting than like small scarred legs mm-hmm. on a on a. Did anyone just, catch the the shirt he was wearing in that scene? The chunk. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, God, the fucking Easter eggs in this were it's, fucking. It was the shirt from Goonies. Gorgeous. Oh, okay. Didn't catch yeah, it. I, it. I was just still laughing at that he basic instinct them. That still <laughs> just, that was such a good. Scene. <laughs> that was hilarious, man. And uh, and the one-eyed <laughs> Willie. I mean, you got to give Brolin love for his breakout role, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He called him Thanos. Yep. Called fucking called. There was a lot of MCU jokes. You know, but you know what my favorite one, and this is gonna sound really weird. But uh, the the first trailer when uh, that they have with Deadpool when it's it's the it pauses and they're like what the fuck's up with the arm like you guys aren't even done with the CG and then it goes to Deadpool with the dolls acting stuff out as far as I could tell he was kind of acting out the uh, the the heist like sa- the saving Russell scene yeah it's like shows like him putting his nuts in his face and we saw that so it's like. Well played, Deadpool. It wasn't just a funny bit. You guys actually were showing me something. Yeah. It was just with dolls, so I couldn't, like, really place it. But just, like, stuff like that was just, like, the little... I mean, we could li- probably spend a whole podcast... Just like, on the marketing? Yeah. yeah oh Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. Reporter so has do right. several articles about tracking, like, the troll trajectory of, like, the marketing campaign. I felt like they did great on that, but I also felt like some of the scenes... That I was like most excited about because of the trailer. When they actually saw them in the film, I was like, "Yeah, it wasn't as good as the trailer kind of sold it to me." Like which scenes in particular are you thinking? Like of? the thing, like the recruitment of X Force. I thought, like, yeah, that that was like, no, okay. It well, like- they just announced that there's going to be a director's cut, and there's probably like a whole shitload of people who come out and try to audition. Did you guys hear about the Chris Evans? Yeah, idea. Yeah, I heard a bit about it. But elaborate. Well, they were uh, just writing all kinds of people who'd show up for these auditions, and one of their jokes was Chris Evans would have shown up as uh, the, human the Human Torch, torch oh from God. Fantastic oh my God. Four. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. That would have been so good. Oh, I would have loved that. Yeah. So I'm sure that they have a bunch of ones that were cut, and they kind of would have maybe filled that out a little more. Well, although I, I'm, I gotta admit, man. X-Force, for however long they were in this movie, was hilarious. They were good. Well, you s- oh, I was just going to say, at the end, you, s- you you realize that X-Force actually is Deadpool, Cable, Domino, Colossus. Like, the five of them walking triumphantly. Yeah. It's just like, all right, like, 
Yeah, they're not reneging on the idea of X Force. It's just the initial cast they put in were all expendable assholes. Well, and he even had that X Force hue on his yeah. uh, suit, which was dope. Oh yeah, when I was watching him, yeah, it, like, like that. when when I know we're gonna be discussing this, I can't help but like while I'm watching, like filing things away to be like, oh, mm-hmm. this drove me crazy, or I love this, or whatever. And that I was like really enjoying the movie, and then they introduced all these people in this rapid fire way, and I was like, that's. That's, I hate that. File that away. That drove me crazy. It was like, oh, we're supposed to care about all these guys now? We don't even know who they are. My whole bullshit that I am with like all of the characters. I'm like, we don't even know who they are. I'm supposed to be invested in this team they just brought together. Now I'm going to have to be with these guys the rest of the movie. I don't know these fools. And then they immediately all died. And I was like, <laughs> cross it off my list. That it. was instead very brilliant and funny. That was hilarious. So, so high winds. Yeah, which is funny. Because normally I can spot that stuff coming. Didn't see that coming, and it no. made me laugh yeah. really hard. I don't think you enjoyed that as much, but no, I really did. I thought it was a, a nice little fun twist on the expectation. The only thing that bothered me about that whole thing was uh, his sometimes forgetting and calling Peter Paul. And I was like, man, I, certainly at the end of the movie, he goes back in time to save this guy's life. So it felt weird. Like, yeah, I thought he'd be more invested <clears> in the guy the whole way through. It felt weird when he would kind of like forget his name and call him a different name. I'm like, mm-hmm. kind of felt like little road bumps. It's like you got to pick your joke. Yeah. Like, do you want the joke to be that he's, like, super supportive of this guy and really cares about this, like, really normal, clearly lame guy? Or is it a joke that he doesn't give a shit and keeps calling him the wrong name? Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't have it both ways. Correct. Right. At least for me. And I didn't, I rather would have had the first. I thought that was more funny and more it was. successful. Yeah, that was good. I will well, say, though, with the with that Peter bit, when, because that's a big moment in the trailer, when, like, Peter jumps out of the hel- helicopter. People lost their shit when we saw Avengers. Both times yeah. I saw Avengers yeah. in the theater, people lost really their shit It's a really funny joke, and I found that joke that moment still is funny in the movie when he's actually like flying through the air as everyone else's who was in the trailer, which I was surprised mm-hmm. by. It also helped too that he like jumped out of the helicopter in the funniest way possible, yes. like sitting <laughs> down on like, the ramp. There was a there was a theory that I read before the movie, which was just the ultimate like only Deadpool could get away with it kind of thing, where everything we saw in the trailer was actually just gonna be the first twenty minutes of the film. Like cable was only gonna be in twenty minutes and it was gonna be a completely different story. <laughs> and I was kinda of hoping for that. But then I remembered uh, there was an episode of the Dana Carvey show where um, the producers or someone high up in the chain was like, we want this to feel more like Seinfeld and less like a bad SNL. And so then there was an episode where they literally just showed an episode of Seinfeld like mm. over Dana Carvey's shoulder. Uh, <laughs> and I, that is something that like, so good. like Deadpool 4, I would love to see them like it would start with Deadpool and he'd run off to the side and like the first X-Men would play. And I could be like a super limited release thing in theaters, but I would fucking love for them to just fuck with audiences by playing a completely different movie. Yeah. We got to talk about my, my personal favorite cameo and joke was the X-Men bit. Yes. Was oh, they're like yes. the studio can't even shell up and for he was more X Men this time too, and yeah. just come the fuck on and then you get six legit X Men actors all in full makeup and everything like that just close the door. It was so so fast. I caught Professor X, Beast, and Cyclops. Who mm-hmm. else is in there? Quicksilver, Quicksilver, and oh, Storm, Storm. Yeah. and okay. Nightcrawler. And uh, it's like, but also like. Beast, like I was, like, is that Kelsey Grammer? No, it, or it was, is no, it was Nicholas yeah. Holt. But it's just like the, the design of it. Just like it could have been Kelsey Grammer, I would have just been fine yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it was. I I just love like yeah, it was such a quick bit, but also such a great job of acknowledging the yes, this is part of something larger. Yeah. But also no, we're not going to bring all those characters in. This isn't fucking Infinity War. Yeah, but wouldn't which I do like that idea. But I also felt like 
well, yeah, you can get those guys because of the, the current crop, but I rather would have seen, like, Famke Jansen. Uh, yeah. Well, that they was... shot that while filming Dark Phoenix, so that's, mm-hmm. yeah. like, them in their Dark Phoenix makeup. They just shot it and then sent it to them, and they cut it in. <laughs> yeah. No, but, like, I see what you're saying, because it kind of does establish that now those are the new X-Men in the present, which yes. more or less, which is like, yeah. all right, cool, yeah, we get it, moving forward, these are yeah. our X-Men, we got to deal with it. But you can kind of tell me Quicksilver looks that young. I mean, that we're, last time we well, saw him was in the 80s. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the thing, though, is right. I mean, that's the problem with even the three movies they made with a new cast is that none of them have aged a yeah, day. Yeah, you can't skip 10 years every movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, band be like, it's oh, a oh, bit oh. of a problem. You just jumped 68. Like, no, you're not Evan Peters. 30 years. <laughs> they yeah. jumped 30 years from the 80s to the present. But what I'm curious to see now is if, do you think we're going to see some small elements of Deadpool seep its way into Dark Phoenix. So what I'm thinking of specifically is, do you think that when we go to Dark Phoenix, they're going to be flying around in the Blackbird version of the X-Jet like they are in this movie? Do you think we're going to see some of the students running around in the background in the black and yellow X-Men suits like Negasonic is wearing? Like, Do you think we're going to see a little bit so. of I think so. I yeah. need I, to. I, yeah. I hope so. I would love to them go ahead and just actually like in, really solidify that bridge a little bit more. Well, it's, I, it's um, like... I don't necessarily need to see the fact that this is an all one shared universe and Deadpool, I can imagine him running around the same as the X-Men stuff, but it's like we are far beyond the mentality that put the original X-Men, Famke Jensen, Halle Berry, James Marsden, Hugh Jackman in those black leather suits. We are so far beyond that that like we need, it just needs to look more like a super, it needs to look more like Deadpool. Like, that's what the X-Men movie should take is the fact that that is legitimately Deadpool in his suit and not the Deadpool that he just motherfucking shot at the end of the credits. Yeah. Like All that was that mentality was birthed from the 2000 X-Men movie and now we're so beyond that that I'd be pissed if it wasn't reflected. Although, in that. have you seen the set photos of what the X-Men costumes look like in yep. Dark Phoenix? It's just the big X, right? It's so it is the Grant Morrison yeah. yellow and black costumes. I actually really like and the funny thing is those were the ghost costumes were in fact inspired by the ones from the movie, so it's this weird kind of full circle thing oh, yeah. happening. And I like those looks, but I kinda would prefer them to do a little bit more comic booky. Well, they just showed them at whoop. the end of the last one and they were all like nineties outfits out, you know? Like yeah. wear them. I one uh in credit scene. Fucking carry it over to the next movie. Use them. But the jump ten years again, so we're not just gonna throw it all out. But it's like every <laughs> Hawkeye. Who else really doesn't look like their comic book counterpart in the MCU? No, that's true. I mean, like, but if, and as much as the comics say, oh, we we do our own thing. I mean, all they did is they just changed their look to match the uh, film version, which is my least what, yeah, favorite look. Yeah, that's what Grant Mor- yeah Grant Morrison was basically mandated to take him out of the costumes because of the movie. And luckily, Frank Quietly and Ian Churchill, the artists of those two books when they launched, were good enough to create some yeah. sort of flair to it. But yeah, I do. I do outside of Frank Quietly's art, I do not like those costumes. And then but I even loved when Whedon took over that they brought the costumes back and they had that great line. It's like people are getting freaked out. Like we don't want to look like thugs, we're not gonna run around in leather. Like, we're superheroes. We look like superheroes. I'm like, yeah. Man, we did it. Yeah. Brought it back. And I I love all the looks from the Asanchi. Well, Grant X-Men. Morrison did so much more to establish what the actual world would look like with mutants. It was like yeah, one true. of the first people like Hey, you know what? This is a whole separate race that you guys have been saying for the past forty years that they exist. What's their music sound like? What does music yeah. sound like when you have four arms? You can yeah. play the guitar like that. And so it was like that's 
that's what I'd rather see them pull from Grant Morrison stuff mm-hmm. is the fact that he was actually actually asking legitimate questions about what it is to create an entire culture for a new race that basically cropped up overnight over one generation. Yeah. It's like, that's what I want to see. I want to see them making a world as opposed to putting them back in the goddamn black suits. But I don't think we'll ever see an X-Men movie where all the mutants in the background look like mutants. Like That's one of the cool things about the Morrison run is that all the kids have very distinct physical mutant abilities. And in the movies, obviously, they just never dress. Grant Morrison also was like, you know what? Here's here's a guy with three faces. Yeah. Here's a girl who just has lips all around her neck. Like yeah. He made some weird-ass mutants. <laughs> Also, should we um, pull ourselves out of the weeds here? Because I think we've lost half the room. <laughs> no, Grant Morrison will never be in, out of vote. My best are friend, you? Grant Morrison? Yeah, that's right. Uh, are you guys jazzed from doing Green Lantern? What? Are you jazzed from doing Green Lantern? What? Grant, I don't, Morrison's Grant, doing Grant Morrison's going to be taking over Green Lantern. What? I didn't know that. I thought we were making a fact. Uh, I wanted to make a joke about how like, I really wanted to see a Green Lantern movie since I've never seen one ever. I remember that Ryan Reynolds movie right. that was going to be yep. Greenland, but then his tragic <laughs> death, mysterious yeah. circumstances prevented that Green Lantern movie from Welcome ever to happening. the big league, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Canada. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Didn't that's didn't great. Warner Brothers Twitter say something like... They want the ring back? Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so, so that's like, I, I, I love that, like... This... I'm sorry, just real quick, speaking of rings, I heard in a movie, Juggernaut... Tell Colossus that he was going to bend him into a cock ring. Yeah. yeah. That is something that <laughs> happened in my lifetime, mm-hmm. and I've never been prouder. In a live action yep. Yep. theatrical release film. I've I seen it, guys. I heard it, and they can <laughs> never, ever take that away from me. Nope, that's, it's part of my history. Now, how, guys. how long do you think it'll take before Colossus cock rings are available? I online? think they already are. Yeah, I mean, can they have to be in, in production <laughs> as we speak. I mean, right? they made a shape of water. Dildo this that is sold true. out in hours. This is true, actually. Yeah. I so mean, if Deadpool's doing commercials for Devour, that's true. Mm-hmm. I imagine yeah, he's true. gonna put his face in a cock ring. Hang I'm on. wearing one right now. Frank's got a beta. I'm, I'm glad he's that you're got doing a beta that cock ring. It's heavier than you your think. Your phone. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, this is not the worst thing that I've looked up on my phone <laughs> today. Um, our, our moms are so proud of us. This Frank, podcast. Frank, are you worried that? The cock ring might turn into flesh at any point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's organic flesh, metal. It's now it'll go. It's a full Colossus cock ring. <laughs> what, what I'm worried about is the cock ring, like Colossus, does nothing to breathe. That would make for a very sweaty situation. So, oh my god, I have a weird it. Colossus question. Uh, Weirder than this discussion. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a tangent question. Okay. Uh, we see him lose a tooth. Uh, does the tooth? stay metal until it goes back into his mouth? Does it turn back immediately? Or well, I mean, it, it's sort of like the in, uh, the movie The Mask, mm-hmm. in I which Stan, Stan Liepkis, he's wearing his mm-hmm. suit, he's got the mask, but then when it t- his tie gets shot off, it turns back into his pajamas. Okay. I would say, I would say it should have gone back to an organic tooth as soon as it left Colossus. Okay, and is it anything connected to Colossus? So like, when he goes to the dentist and gets a filler... Is the filler also going to turn into metal now, or is he going to have like it's one, just one single regular tooth in there? <laughs> well, you realize he can turn into a person, I, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying when he turns back human, to because yeah. I assume he's going to get his dental work done as a human or in, yeah. in flesh form. So now he has the fake tooth. Will that fake tooth also? I turn see what metal? you're saying. I see yes, what you're saying. New... I, I'm going to defer to Frank. You know Frank? what? <laughs> also, I, I will did be you honest, call Cameron. It a filler. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Filler? You don't call it a filling? 
No, did I say fi- I meant filling? Oh, okay. I was yeah. I just oh, killer, I mean, no just filler. Maybe I've just been yeah. calling it the wrong maybe thing. Maybe a filler for years. tooth is what I was what I was trying to okay. say. Mitch is not a real He's a, a baby. Aww, yeah. That's guy. why I'm so glad I sit next to Cameron because I had the, those same thoughts had to run through <laughs> my mind just earlier today. Yeah. Thinking about Colossus, like, oh yeah, what about that tooth though? Right? It's what a it's a very important part. I yeah. wanna I want Deadpool three to just be Colossus at the Yeah, but how many times is like the Hulk? I don't know, he has like healing factors, but he spit out a lot of teeth in his fights. Okay. Well they had him injured tremendously in Mutant Massacre where he couldn't turn back into human because if he did, the trauma of his injuries would kill him. Mm. So oh. he was forced to stay in his metal Guys, form. what if I wrote a series of children's books that are all like Colossus at the dentist and I... they're addressing all of these superhero questions, but they're like for little kids. I would love this. Yeah. Wouldn't that be sweet and I... adorable? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Called it. Anybody listening, don't take my idea. I'm going <laughs> to do it. I believe this is uh, low-key copyrighted. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a yeah. time yeah. stamp on it. Yeah, that's true. Damn yeah. straight. All now, right. I do have a question about Colossus. Because technically, the human body, it's, it's like, is a tube, technically. Like, it's all continuous. So when he goes to metal, does that mean his internal organs go to metal, too? Like, is his is the metal... Are you asking if he jizzes metal cum? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. What I was Because that's what I was thinking the whole movie. Is just same as Frank's like uh, Mercury. Tooth. <laughs> well, yeah, like, no, does, like, his throat, and, like, does, basically, does he have a metal throat and asshole? Yeah, his, his, uh... Is it metal his mouth looked metal oh, inside, got, though, I right? looks... Like, when, when he was I like, ah, that. when he was screaming, his tongue and everything yeah, was metal. So, yeah, like, that means, does that mean his, like, whole, like... Like esophagus and stomach and like all of his intestine all becomes metal too. Yeah, I guess explain so. Colossus to me. Yes, just that. Oh, just, just, just <laughs> yeah. Explain, he's Peter like, Rasputin, so, uh, a mutant who can turn his body into organic metal. But he can turn it into that. Yes. yes. So how come every time I see him, he's metal? Because they don't have a real actor playing him. He's all CG. Yeah. Do they ever ad- address that with a joke or anything? No. no, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Well, it's because uh, the actor that they got during the Brian Singer films was. Poor. Yeah. It was a poor choice. Um, well, if he ever opened his mouth, but that didn't happen most of the time. So right, I was let's be perfectly honest, clearly fine with him. Brian Singer was into that guy. <laughs> and that's why he got cast. He's this I gentleman with the voice. Don't have a problem with this. <laughs> oh, so he's okay, so he's just Yeah, so the voice it's now. to come back to the thing where Deadpool makes all these characters better. I wish they would address that. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. To be like, we don't have mm, budget, CG, but I mean to go back and forth. although but it's like I don't want any I don't know if I want any other characters breaking the fourth wall other than Deadpool Deadpool? Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah I agree with that Brolin maybe a little bit well the Deadpool could do it yeah Yeah, but that's always kind of or not that's been his thing for a little while now it's part of one of his powers I just thought maybe I'd miss something but it's never actually explained well, we also get Black Tom Cassidy, who I was excited like African American Tom yeah. Cassidy. Yes, <laughs> well, he called him Black Adam at one point too. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. I missed that. And I think the Vanisher was an actual character from the comics too. Wasn't yes. that a really early X Men villain that went yep. up? I guess See? the second. That's right. Hollywood yeah. Reporter had a whole like thing looking at the history of him, where it's like, how'd they get Brad Pitt for this? And they had this whole thing. Yeah, he's the second villain that they ever fought. That's true. Yeah. He but sucked. I, I, I love being included Black Tom Cassidy. I really love that. I actually. love seeing that just the harness like jump out of it's the. Really, it's really good. Bit. And, then, and him get like the same amount of screen time, like with just the harness falling through the air. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Black Tom, one of the, at least if you're going to bring him, the nice thing is the hookup between his relationship between him and Juggernaut. Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, 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 yeah. Did yeah. They, so I actually had, like, when they were in the prison, I, I had to go to the bathroom. Did they address a connection between the two of them? No. Oh, that's, I'm a little disappointed by that, actually, because yeah. that's always been a huge thing. Cause, um, They're partners, basically, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, I can't remember. Does Black Tom have any mutant abilities? 
He does. I don't remember what they are. Oh, I don't gosh, ever I seen remember. them. In he has action. more nebulous thing like Domino, right? Yeah. I feel like, not like a, he's like a, like mischief or something, right? Yeah. Something I, like I that. I just liked that they threw him in there just for the hell of it. And I felt well, like he was he was originally going to be the juggernaut role. He was going to be the devil on Russell's shoulder. Oh, and interesting. then they, they decided at some point during <laughs> production to to <laughs> then they shot the him in the face. Yeah, yeah right. Just, well, I'm done with this. Thanks, now. no thanks. He is a mutant whose principal power was the ability to generate and discharge concussive blasts of force and heat through any wooden medium. Uh, <laughs> the wood. Yeah, that was he, cool wow. until that last part. Because he always carries that shillelagh. That yeah, 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 yeah. So he's Green Lantern, Alan Scott's arch nemesis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or he's a wizard. It's oh. just a wizard. It's just a different a wand. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and his, his uh, cousin is Banshee, mm-hmm. and uh, yes. their powers cancel each other out. Oh, I forgot about that. I love yeah, Banshee. Like, because a concussion supersonic love scream Banshee. is the same as energy channeled through wood. <laughs> <laughs> we have, I don't know if this is a good time for this or not, but we actually have, uh, I got some questions oh, on, I, uh, oh. on Instagram. You actually got questions. I didn't get any. I did. I was so sad. I got Thank some, you for reposting that yeah, because you no, actually got questions. No problem. So, yeah, so we, we guys. We got Send some, us some questions next time. Yeah, please. We we got them. So, uh, comics shelf. So comics underscore shelf on Instagram uh, had some great questions for us about this. Um, his first question is: What lesser known characters from any Deadpool or X Men series would you like to see in a third Deadpool movie? Dakin or Dakin, if you prefer. Ooh, uh. I think if you're never gonna get Wolverine. Uh, in a movie, you could you you could get his son because his son's a dick Pretty too. Good. I want Cannonball. I'm gonna oh, get that. Cannon, Cannonball is good. Yeah. Um, I've always liked Forge actually. Yeah, Forge is dope. Forge cool. Or uh, it would be we- hard to do, but it might be interesting to try and take on Phantom X. Yo, yeah, X Force yeah. is coming up. Well, yeah. Phantom X is hard because he he seems to be from the the vein of. Hey, we don't want to pay Rob Liefeld too much anymore during the mid two thousands, so let's create other characters. But Phantom Max, he's awesome. But he like outside of Morrison writing him, he always felt derivative, like yeah. Agent X, derivative Deadpool. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I would actually take since class is such a big part of these films. I take Magic as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. I think we're getting her. She's in the New Mutants. New right? Mutants. Yeah. Oh. Who cares about that? I know. Is Cannonball <laughs> in that too? I think he is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's he's Ooh. new. The two characters you wanted to see, yeah. Frank. <laughs> yeah, but then it's not going to be as good. Because, like, my my favorite X-Men have always been, like, Angel, Angel slash Archangel, which they've never done right. Archangel, man, uh, they, they need to do him right. They really ruined yep. that. Um, yep. I, I love Banshee, too, and I liked him a lot in first class. I was really disappointed they didn't keep bringing him around. He's always been one of my favorites, too. Yeah. Get well, dissected. even, like, I, yeah, it's, like it's so you know what would have fit in? And, I'm and like, I love Zoe Kravitz. But like they really squandered her angel too. Oh, that's true. Because yeah, that did. was like was I would have loved to have seen full on white trash, um, angel. Yeah, beak. Yeah, yeah. Oh, beak beak's cool. who I want. That's a good. That, call. That's a real. Because I'd want to see like the Morrison shitty mutants, like the ones that's just like you're just a mutant and you have no. Like it's just like you don't realize Morlocks. how. Yeah, mm-hmm. how much of how many of the X-Men really hit the genetic lottery mm-hmm. when all their mutations are weaponized. And then Grant Morrison was just like, he just like, there gotta be people who just got mutated for bullshit reasons. Yeah. Well, that was the, the one from uh, Last Stand of the kid who can just blink and change the channel. 
Yeah. I want to believe that that's his only power. <laughs> <laughs> but even like the, something like the Stepford Cuckoos, had they not had uh, the gift had not really decided to run with them, would be fun. Yeah. I, I, I like kind of, I'd want to see more of like the Noah Howley way of picking, of just like more atmospheric mutants. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm going with Beak. That's my guy. Since they weren't going to give Vanessa her, her powers. I would like to see Morph done. He was one of my favorite characters oh, from yeah. the animated series. Yeah. Uh, Frank? Yes. Exiles Morph? That'd be cool. I'd, I'd like be, to Exiles yeah, I'd be, Morph. I'd be totally down for that. I mean, I was a sucker for the original one where it's kind of looked like it was like Scott Summers, but with the Beast's body. That's the original version of him, but the Morph version uh, from Exiles is really Even cool. Mimic mm-hmm. would be I was fun, about too. To say Mimic. Yeah. yeah. Mimic would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Morph, Morph, Morph or Beak would be my yes. picks. This is, this is when Cameron discovers I actually know much more about X Men than I do Batman. Because I, I read mostly X Men as a kid. Yeah, you've mentioned that to me. Yeah, so yeah. this is this is great. I'm in fucking heaven right now. <laughs> well, Amanda, I, we could also do Eye Boy, who just has eyeballs all over, all over his. Oh, entire I just body. assumed he was made entirely of Apple products. I, uh, <laughs> I I mean I'd like to see Archangel, mm. like a really cool dark version of Archangel. Yeah, I don't really know though up. if it'd be like the best in. A de- I don't know. I'm mean, like part of me wants to see him done in Deadpool movie where like. He's like really serious about his shit, and they're all like, "This is a fucking Deadpool movie," you know. But I kind of would like to see him in just like a super dark, edgy movie. Well, like, Apocalypse was supposed to be it. Yeah, well, yeah. it wasn't. <laughs> yep. Well, because he was in one of the more recent iterations of X Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he had a huge part in it too. Yeah, he eventually became Apocalypse. Oh, what? Yeah, he, he goes full bad. Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah, no. Well, I guess Warren Washington. Deadpool kills a kid, guys. Spoiler alert. Ooh, I'm but just, that kid is Apocalypse, so. I'm just going through that. Li- we just, so, Frank and I just read Infinity Gauntlet, and it was very educational. But there's, like, a whole page where Captain America is sitting, and he's like, all the people that have died. And it's just, like, this wall is, like, tiles of all the heroes, all of the that Fantastic have been Four are up there. Yeah, yep. one of them is shaped, <laughs> That's like, up. like shaped like the number four, which Frank hated. God, so stupid. But like two, I was yeah. two people. Human Torch flew a four, yep. and then Mister. Fanta- yeah, we were just looking over that too. So bullshit. Yeah, they're, they're so stupid. But in my mind, I'm like rolodexing all of those little people on tiles, thinking like, well, who else would I want to see? Because I thought Archangel looked really cool. Yeah. But then I had, I think it was. Um, Who's the one that I was like, oh, well, it just sounds like Doctor Strange, but like less awesome. Was it Warlock? Adam Warlock? Oh, no, Adam Warlock was cool, yeah. but like I was confused by him too. Brother Voodoo? Or Shaman? Oh, maybe. Do you, do you think player? Brother yeah. Voodoo is MCU or is he Fox? He's got be MCU. Brother Voodoo would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. He's got to be MCU. Yeah, he's got to be. But That'd be a good idea for Adam into a Strange movie. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see that. Uh, Let's Dreamcast Brother Voodoo real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we have more questions, Amanda. Yeah, so so second follow-up to that. So, uh, and it's very specific. Which casting choice had you gone with for Cable if you were part of Deadpool 2's development? And colon, Brad Pitt or David Harbour? Which is kind of those are kind of funny choices. Well, I would, well, I would Pitt actually. Pitt was originally up for it, right? That's yeah. why well, he made the cameo, anyways. Because yeah. he was. Originally I didn't realize cable. that Leech. I knew Leech had a dumb background, but he was straight up Brad Pitt's double for years. Oh shit! Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was. He was his double at least awesome. on Mister. Mrs. Smith. So that's was like, all oh, right, it's all really coming into focus here. Yeah. I'd go um, Brad Pitt. 
uh, there's something about Harbor that I don't like. Well, I, I haven't seen him all buffed up to play Hellboy yet. So like, if he really fills out that build, I could totally see him as a Cable. But he's also like what, like 15 years younger than Brolin, at least. He doesn't look super young though. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's that much younger than Brolin. I'm putting my, my people my, don't age. Line in the right? sand. Not line in this in universe. Uh, Fifteen years. Seven. Seven. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. So fast. I mean, look at that. That's crazy. He's so fast. Here, Josh Brolin looks rugged. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go Brad Pitt just because I've also like like his. Well, that's also a bodysuit. His like his haircut and, and like the sort of I mean, I think outside of. He lost weight. Oh, I'm just gonna keep suit. talking while we guys. I'm, I'm listening. I see you. That's what I'm talking to you, Cam. Um, like. If you take out the Aldo Rain accent, I feel a lot of that characterization was solid Cable. Mm. And but yeah, but like I don't know, like Cable is supposed to be older than everyone. Well, and dude from Avatar, the bad guy in that, he wanted to play Cable. I know he was campaigning for it. He, I think he would have made a good Cable. Oh, absolutely. Cameron, what was his name in Avatar? It was uh, General. Huxtable. <laughs> <laughs> Hux. There's a lot to unpack with that. Yeah, and we're just gonna leave it on the table. Yeah. He's coming back for the next one, isn't he? Oh, who is it though? God, that's true. Uh, Amanda, next question. Do we, I feel we. Yeah, we got some. We got some uh, more questions. I, well, Brad Pitt is my answer. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Brad Pitt was. Yeah, uh, yeah I think consistent. Uh, I, I like that, Harbor, but no. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was his question. Well, just those two questions. If, if Brad Pitt had been in it, would you have got to be like awesome casting, or would you be like? What's Brad Pitt going on, man? That he's doing now? He's just doing this. I think I, it would have been like a super fun, interesting choice. And I, I always welcome seeing actors I don't normally think of as being funny, like being funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think you know, like, I don't know if it would have made much difference for me. I think I, you probably would have been just as good as Brolin. I mean, they have obviously different skill sets, but I think he would have done, done a fine job. Less Goonies references, <laughs> probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't think? Yeah. Do you think they would have had the balls to make a uh, Bradgelina? Ooh. Joke <laughs> if Brad Pitt um, had been cable. I, oh, I would have much preferred a Brad and Jennifer joke, actually. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they made a few references to the vampire movie. Let's stop. Yeah, that's the vampire. Yeah. Yeah. vampire. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah. And uh, I never realized this until now. They always they're talking about Kirsten Dunst and Tom Cruise. Never once mentioned Brad Pitt's no. character at all. He's the focus of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's the protagonist of that movie. Do you think Brad Pitt exists in the X Men universe? I mean, Ryan Reynolds does, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. So it stands to reason that Brad Pitt would too. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's like, "Man, you look like this mutant I know." <laughs> I mean, I've never seen him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've confirmed twice that Disneyland is part of the MCU. So what? What? Yeah. How? Uh, Shuri talks about it at the end of Black oh, Panther. Right. She's like, That's "When you thing. said we're going to California, I thought we'd be going to Disneyland." That's so true. Uh, and then. Someone else. That's just so they can market products like the Shuri Sunday, mm-hmm. which I'm sure is like the shirt thing. that I'm wearing right now. <laughs> yeah. No, <I'm> <laughs> um, and then someone else made a. Ra- I want to say like Iron Man three. Someone made a Disneyland joke. Yeah, I can see Stark throwing out a Disneyland joke. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we know it exists. That's where I want Infinity War Part two to to happen. I want to be at the park. That's where the Soul Stone is. Yeah, I want to, yeah <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's would, actually like where the the Soul Stone is. is like in. There's what's one of the rides that's over Matterhorn. Well, no, oh, that'd be funny. But I was thinking uh, um, over kind of by a space mountain, like in the land of tomorrow and Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, Tomorrowland? Yeah, Tomorrowland. Where there's like that, whole, there's like a, the thing spinning. Like the this. Astro. I'm doing this. You guys can't yeah, see yeah. it at the, home. I'm uh, doing weird spinny the things. The Astro in my Orbiter. Hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if it were in there? 
Yeah, because no one likes that, right? It looks like, <laughs> I know, but it looks like it could be. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the other things for Cable, of course, he travels through time, but he always had, uh, he always had like a, like a, almost like a computer sidekick, but he always had like some kind of computer that he would touch base with. Uh, Gray Malkin, right? Yeah, would he want to like body slide, body, you know, like body, body slide, slide by, by one. one. Yes. I was kind of bummed that, that they didn't realize it like that. It was just him like screaming out into the void whenever you do the time thing. Um, Deadpool had one line. He said, you body sliding son of a bitch. And I, <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, at least they mentioned it once. Oh, but I thought he said time sliding son I of a bitch. Did he? Uh, maybe I just heard what I wanted to hear. Because otherwise that joke would not have made sense to me. Hmm. I was like body sliding. Yeah, I, I was must have heard what I wanted to hear. Oh. <laughs> <Well, laughs> that happens all the time. We have to go and reality. see it again now. I <laughs> am very good looking. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, mm, I was kind of missing that little touch. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like in terms of time travel, do you guys like how it was realized where he just kind of turns a little dial and we just see yeah. things kind of moving back and forth? It works. Something tells me that you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the way you presented that to us. Yeah, I mean, guys, did you it was like, like this? He could have really been thing. more in the tech <laughs> aspect of time travel because that's what he is, right? And they really didn't have that connection to devices as much. It was. It really was just a little thing. Um, but I did hear the writers say that don't expect to see that device show up again. They said that what happens in the end credits is canon. But don't yeah. expect to see the device. Which is a shame because I mean that's part of the hook of a cable. He does travel through time. Mm -hmm. I mean I know you don't. That does become a crutch where you can just kind of erase everything that's ever happened. But that's also part of his deal too. Mm. Well, it's, it's something that could like just seeing cable travel through time trying to escape some sort of threat could be something in and of itself without necessarily like doing Deadpool two or Days of Future Past where you're retconning the time stream to clean up Brett Ratner's mistakes. Yeah. So, hey, but I will get. I can't believe I have to say this sentence. I will give Brett Ratner credit for cast, moving on for some of his casting <laughs> for his casting choices. I think Ellen Page is a great Kitty Pride. I think Kelsey Grammer was a brilliant choice for Beast. Now mm -hmm. we can make an argument that maybe that wasn't him. That was more like Lauren Schuler Donner or someone else. But that movie, I think, did a pretty good job with some of the casting. Vinny Jones. Mm -hmm. That movie did some. I'm the good Page. I'm still, I'm still on board of Vin Diesel playing Juggernaut. Well, yeah, you just have to put a, like a salad bowl on top of him. You don't even need the helmet. Fine. Just say that he's wearing it. I uh, felt like I, I think I enjoyed probably out of all this in terms of the fight sequences, probably the middle one. Uh, you know, for the on the uh, when they're trying to the rescue. Train. Yeah, probably the or most. The, the, the caravan. The caravan. Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt like the last one there at the school. Eh. Yeah, it's just kind of okay. Yeah, but it's more getting to the emotional it, beat of it. Yeah, it was just them beating up dudes dressed like nurses, right? Yeah, yeah. And all the guys in the white and stuff. So, but I think that's a pretty, it's actually a pretty common thing now. Is that the the big set pieces of movies oftentimes aren't actually the finale? I mean, you look at, um, I'd say Black Panther is kind of the same way too. I'd say the big set piece in that is the whole thing in Korea more so than the the fight between the two of them at the end. That was kind of a lame fight. The the final fight. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the mm -hmm. idea now. Is like you do your big Super like CG. show stopping. Like action set piece in the middle, and then you focus more on an emotional stakes at the end, which I, I think in general works. So, so not always that, true. You, so you enjoyed that, the emotional aspect of the ten minute death scene. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I it, it actually was pretty funny. Like I, I liked when he seemed dead, and he's like, oh, "No, what?" And he just couldn't couldn't quite <laughs> yeah. go. I think if hmm, I think that in combination within the long sequence of him being in that dreams space with Vanessa, I think that together was a little bit too much. If they had just done the death stuff up front, I might have been a little more. 
that was the first time I had heard that that rendition of "Take on Me" from Aha. That kind of slowed down acapella. I like that version. That really nice. What's funny is uh, I I think it's a little different, but they also did a slowed down version for Ready Player One. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, they did in the dance sequence. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I liked it better in this movie. Oh my! <laughs> because of the emotional oh. moments. Because of the emotion. Yeah. The I, I I feel like well, Chris, did you what? did you catch the um. <laughs> The the Logan score playing during the death scene? No, I didn't catch that. Because someone, someone talked about that. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, that they played the, the same song that they played when Logan died. Even fucking better. Yeah, and like if, I, Frank, if that was a more like iconic <laughs> song, then and if I like connected that, I would have. I think I would have found that so much funnier. But in the fact that like that's such a such a niche joke. That's really good. It's great. Mm-hmm. I, I will say that in general, I love the music. In this movie, I love the reference to the dubstep, and then it would like just chime in with some bangerang. Yeah, I absolutely love that. The one that didn't quite work for me, I'm curious what you guys thought, was the use of tomorrow right at the end when oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, when they're yeah. they're racing to try and stop um, Firefest from getting shot. Like, I well, love those weird juxtapositions. That was the one that didn't quite like again. Isn't that five, what they play great. when we first see Cable though? Is in, it? in his future? I don't think so. I, I think yeah. Oh, is she singing? His little girl is singing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It's yeah. His daughter oh, is singing, really? and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I miss. When did that? Oh, maybe I maybe it was the bathroom at that point. <laughs> <laughs> May explain why it didn't work. Sorry, my well, uh, cock ring went flesh. <laughs> so yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I had to steal well, it back up. You didn't bring your you didn't bring your your catheter to the movie with you. <laughs> no, bring no, it. You didn't I, cath, man. I, I discovered that day that day you're supposed like to refresh ring. them. So I pulled it out. And I had to put a new one <laughs> in at that point. All right. So. Well, s- speaking of having to go to the bathroom, I feel we've talked. Extensively, so yes. I we, think we surpassed the movie at this point. Yes, so let's 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 close things out. Final thoughts, because also keep in mind we don't we we don't need to spend so much time because we have a week it's in between hard. this yeah. record and our next record. Um, oh, so shit. yeah, just final thoughts on uh, Deadpool two. Oh, I loved it. I, th- I love all the Easter eggs. I thought it had a really cool tone and that fucking Juggernaut song. It's hilarious. Oh. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> Great music all the way through. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It was a, it was a good romp. Mm-hmm. I do want to go see it again. I'm curious how I feel coming out the second time around. But uh, yeah, I liked it. It was enjoyable. Yeah. I thought that the first one set a pretty high standard because you had that element of surprise. Like we'd never seen anything like that in not just the Marvel U, but like with the superhero movie. And I don't think you can capture that lightning twice because mm-hmm. you don't you lose that element of surprise. Yeah, I think the first one was the better film, but I still thought this one was a lot of fun and really funny. And I thought that a couple a couple elements were better than the original. Uh, not enough T.J. Miller in this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, get quick, out of here, Frank. Quick tangent. I, I just felt like that character just is diminishing returns, and not just for whatever T.J. Miller does in his real life or whatever that, but just. In the movie itself, I feel like the, the moments they tried to give him to be funny or kind of riff just fell flat yeah. a lot of the times. And I was just like, I agree with it, that. It's, it's definitely a good sign that he's probably not going to be in it anymore. Well, and it's also, like, well, yeah, and to, and to your point, yeah, like, I think that he, he kind of the same way as, like, I think that the type of character that he is, and I, I mean, this should be a dig, but it isn't because he says that he's not an actor, right? He doesn't think of himself as an actor. He thinks of himself as a comedian. And I think that in a film or a TV show, 
when you see him, like he's TJ Miller. So it's like there's only so often that like his like kind of offbeat way of delivering things is funny and surprising to me in a movie like this. Yeah. Right. So I think he served his purpose and <laughs> Steven Spielberg cast him though. In what? In Ready Player One. He's IROC. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying like you know, he's not my favorite for a lot of reasons, but like I think that for the point of this film, like I think he was in it a sufficient amount. Oh, I didn't like need <laughs> I didn't need more of, of him in this film. Yeah. And they have said he is not going to be in 3. I saw that as well and I was like I will not miss that. No. Yeah, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like Adventures: Infinity War. That was a movie that, even though I was kind of like, uh, after I first saw it, I wanted to go see it again, and I did like it better the second time. Leading up to what everybody says about those Marvel films, this one, uh, I don't feel like the same urge. I mean, I think I'll watch it again probably when it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever. I'd mm -hmm. probably pick it up and watch it again, but I don't feel that that burning need to go watch it again and, and while it's in the cinema. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I, I feel a little better about the film after this conversation that we've had. I will probably go see it again. Uh, especially after like reading all the references there are, uh, I want to go back and see if I can catch anything else. Um, uh, can I just say real quick, I'm really sad. Apparently I missed the inclusion of Ruth Bader Ginsburg as a potential member of the X-Force. Oh, were they holding up one of her photos? I guess they hold up a photo, yeah. Oh, that's This amazing. is also my obligatory plug for... The film Shut RBG. Oh, <laughs> well, I was just—I was talking so, about how we only have a week before we have our next record. That is our next record. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to do yeah the we're RBG spoiler special. Notorious yeah. RBG. Yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. to be a great time. Everyone go see RBG. <laughs> the most <laughs> controversial <laughs> entry into the MCU. Yeah. yeah, but maybe the most deserved. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right, we keep cutting off camera before he can. Oh no no, no that oh, was that's it. That's it. Those are my words. All right. Um, I I loved it. Yeah, like um. I feel like it's. I'm just excited that now, after so many years of the X Men films feeling sterile, especially in light of the development of like MCU and the terrible diminishing returns of the DCEU stuff, that Oy. the X Men were sort of in this weird nebulous thing of sort of splitting the difference between being accepting all the bad stuff of the DCEU but acknowledging why the MCU works so well. And I feel like Deadpool, these two movies have been a step in the right direction for that franchise as a whole. To just see Deadpool be so successful, being so faithful to the characters has really sort of invigorated the franchise as a whole. That I'm like, all right, cool. Like After 18 years, I'm still even maybe even more excited to see these films than I was like maybe after X2. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It gives them a nice shot of energy and yeah. play, like a play, a, sen a sense of play and playfulness, I think, that... Uh, that it needs. You kind of need that in this universe, right? And just fidelity to the characters and mm -hmm. their looks. Marvel's really shown how powerful that is. And to see finally someone in the X-Men universe ac accept that and, and go with it has been really fun. Because the X-Men are... Like, give me the craziest MCU storyline, the craziest Avengers storyline, and the X-Men did it ten times crazier. Oh, yeah. And so, like, the fact that they're finally embracing that this is a soap opera with people with mutant genes is awesome. And what we should see more of. Yeah. But I accept, Frank, that you might have not been the biggest of fans of it. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I was just like... Okay. You hated every second of it. You were telling true. me that, that much. That's true. Earlier. Speaking <laughs> of uh, seconds, just real quick, because why not do a little a, a sort of and just derail this quickly. Avengers Infinity War, we said we were going to talk about that. We never really did. We might mention spoilers. 
In terms of when somebody uh, did a post where they tracked everybody's character's screen time for how long each character appears. Uh, so, uh, for example, Idris Elba, 45 seconds. That was it. Uh, uh, Thanos, uh, 29 minutes. Uh, I always feel like uh, Captain America got the short end of the stick. How much do you think Chris Evans had in terms of where he's a focal point of a scene? Not if he's just in the background, but in terms of like he's doing something in the scene and he's integral to that. Thanos Three minutes. two and a half minutes. Yeah. Say seven. seven. Six yeah. minutes, 45 seconds. Nice. That was it. That was it for a good old Chris Evans. I mean, we we would have lost... Uh, Price is right, but yeah, no, we went over. I should have bet one dollar. I would have won in that case. It's uh, Vin Diesel, no, three minutes and 15 seconds. So, there you go. I need more, I need more, double that at least. Oh, that's let's let's put this little button onto our conversation. And and um, something that's been released since we did our Avengers episode is James Gunn revealed. Groot's last line. Oh my gosh. Motherfuck oh. the Russo brothers. I missed this. What was <laughs> his last line? <gasps> Papa, can you hear me? Oh. <laughs> no. it was, dad. It was, it was, dad? Yeah, dad. That's oh. what he's saying to Rocket, is dad. Mm-hmm. Which? I, I read that it was, I got a leaf. <laughs> so he said, what do you make like a tree and go? <laughs> he said, "Dad." And so I did not realize either. I did. I uh, did. You guys know that he, he's Baby Groot is the son of Big Groot. Yeah, that they did say Groot, the original Groot's dead. This is a different Groot. So that's what they said. I didn't know that though until I, I read I these articles. That was only confirmed relatively recently. I think that was confirmed yeah, post. So you didn't know that. Too. You didn't know yeah. like you didn't know that like the whole time. Uh, I knew no. that watching this movie, but I don't think I knew that even going into Guardians yeah, 2. No, I'm that. finding this out for the first time wait, right so now. Okay. Do you think that does he fucks think, with my head wait, royally. So does he think Rocket is his dad? Yeah. Or is he yeah. saying, oh, okay. Oh, well, Rocket's the one who planted him in the thing and then grew him He is his, his papa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's right? meant, like, it's super sad. Yeah, that was interesting, because from the comics... Yeah, suck on Eddie, that, Eddie, Peter Parker. <laughs> 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 I don't want to go, Mr. Stark. It's like, Frank, sorry. Oh, no, in the comics, he'd always just been kind of like the same consciousness, but just kind of like, oh, I'm just, you know, regrowing my body. But this, mm-hmm. he plays it where it's just a new, it's like, holy. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. I, I, I was just accepting that, okay, it's, it's reborn, but still the same. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Do you guys think Spider-Man thought to himself, holy shit, this is how Uncle Ben felt? Fucking laying in the fucking ground about to die, looking up at someone you care about. Oh. And that person let you down. Mm. Oh, wow, this is... You did this, Peter. This, this is Tony. That does it for heavy. Deadpool 2. <laughs> <laughs> what a heartfelt uh, end to this I conversation. Know, right? uh, you know what? You know what we still always... got cock rings in there. We still got everything. Well, I was yeah, going to say, you yeah, know what I... makes me feel better is plugging social media. That always, always makes me feel better when I'm having a bad day. So why don't we go around the table, everyone talk about social media, where we can find you both personally and your podcast. Fimbrez, when you tell us where, tell us oh, where you yeah, can find the podcast you know what it is. Uh, P-O-2-W underscore flash. That's on Instagram and, yep. and uh, Twitter. Twitter. And you can email us, podcast2worlds at gmail.com. Find me at Trevor Copter on all social media. And Chris is nowhere to be found. Yeah, no, I'm off the grid. Captain yeah. America. Uh, you can find Tim Talk at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Gmail. Uh, I am personally at Lordifer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you can find me if you want to see my art. It's at Cameron.Dexter. If you want to see my face, it's at CamDexter underscore Adventures. Or if you want to see my shirts and stuff, 
It's at Core Memories Co. Can what we your shirtless? You have a third. Yeah. Po- that's new, right? Yes, that's my new company. Okay. So I started a, really, a nerdy really awesome apparel. Yes, a nerdy apparel Such shop. as the one he's wearing oh. right now. Oh, my also, goodness. Also, I assume you have uh, free samples for the rest of us? Yeah. Do you have enough shirts <laughs> for the class? <laughs> I, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge that Cameron is one who does all of our crossover art. Mm-hmm. And yes. This, this is the first job. time that we have had the art prior to recording, and so I'm going to call out that it is amazing. It yeah. is, yeah. Cameron. The, your Deadpool art is absolutely fantastic. I mean, but I will say Welcome now that we've, big leaks, we've had this conversation, <laughs> maybe a Colossus cock ring. <laughs> Might have been more no, I'll, I'll, appropriate. I'll work on that next. Just, just work that in in between your sweet Disney drawings. Yeah, yeah. Just big old Colossus cock ring. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on that note. Uh, <laughs> oh, so first of all, I, I, I also want to say Amanda at Colossus cock ring uh, on Twitter and <laughs> Instagram. It's, it's surprising, but maybe it isn't. I don't know. Um, uh, special thanks to Comics Shelf uh, for the questions, guys. Oh, we yeah. always love recommendations. Let us know what you thought. If you disagree with Frank, please tell me. Uh, you can find us at uh, well, you can tweet at us or whatever at uh, Comic Book Novice Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find Frank at uh, Organic Metal Cockroach. Nope. <laughs> 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 dot com. Yeah, dot com. <laughs> um, uh, Happy Go Jackie. And, and lastly, I know we're talking about Spider Man death scenes. Spider Man Homecoming two whatever they're going to call it. Mm-hmm. I would love it that we see uh, on the desk uh, just a picture of uh, Aunt May and Uncle Ben, and it'd be Uncle Ben would be Tom Hanks. You never have to have him in the film, but you just see oh, Tom Hanks' Uncle Ben, and you like it. that would fill in everything you'd need to know about Peter Parker. Yeah. On set. All right. Pretty great. Where, where can we find uh, you, Amanda? Uh, oh, you, you can find me at Barnes Rights on uh, on Twitter for like personal musings. But that's me at Comic Book Novice as well, Instagram and Twitter. And you can email us at thenoviceandfrank at gmail.com. Was that uh, the social media of the fan who sent us those questions? What was it again? The, the... Comics underscore shelf. Awesome. Yeah. Thank and you again. Yeah, like honestly, like yeah. that was awesome. Like the fact we have fan questions. I love it. Yeah, Wonderful. it's great. And uh, yeah, we we also like I said, we take recommendations and stuff too. It's kind of gotten us through a couple of times we don't know what to read. It's That's really right. nice to go through our emails and get some recommendations. Yeah, and which uh, superheroes do you want to make sexual you know paraphernalia? Let yeah, us know. Let, let us know, guys. <laughs> let us know, please. And uh, bonus points for creativity. That's right. I'm gonna go Nightcrawler. <laughs> it's like a butt plug. Yeah. This is kind of the tail. It's just the tail. It's just the tail. I was gonna say it just pops in and out. Oh, but you can. But you can only get it at at nice. Catholic institutions. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely true. Um, so that does it. Again, since uh, we were are talking about sexual paraphernalia and um, uh, social media, please email us any name you have for what our crossover should be named. Oh, yeah, we had we had some, uh, let's see, my friend. Oh, you're holding actually, on to those for the end? No, what? I just, I, my friend uh, JP actually made some suggestions. Are we not going to call it the Colossus uh, Cockring Podcast? Well, that's until something better comes around. Yeah. I thought when you mentioned that first thing, you were saying, and we're sponsored by Adam and Eve now. <laughs> like, oh, we made it. I wish. Uh, okay. Uh, so J.P. Karliak, uh, who's a, a fa- fabulous uh, voice actor who voiced actually in the animated, um, he was a voice in the animated uh, Killing Joke. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, very. And was he that? Was he? He's also the voice of the gay boss? best friend. Yes. It's the only, uh, was he? He was. It's the only person I could think of who didn't already have a cast member. He like, was. Assigned to it. Yep, and he is also the voice of the boss baby in the Boss Baby TV show. <gasps> oh. oh, yeah, and I know him. He's uh, also the voice of Wiley Coyote from uh, the New Looney Tunes. Oh, show, that's so. awesome! Wonderful guy. That doesn't check out. He's Wiley Coyote is completely silent. Uh, and not, not in our one. show. Yeah, he's got a lot to say. He's We've been great. talking all about fidelity to comic book characters all night and everything like that. You mean to tell me Wiley Coyote is speaking? Yes, he has a fantastic voice. I can't do it, JP. Call me and you do it. 
Uh, I need to have JP on on our podcast because I words need to be words. said. <laughs> yeah, uh, JP's very very talented. So you guys follow him, JP Karliak. Uh, that's JP K A R L I A K. Uh, thanks for suggesting the infinite six. And then oh. he said two obvious question mark. And then he said then there's the sinister six, or maybe the six fingered man band. <laughs> I feel like Sinister Six is more on the nose than Infinite Six. Yeah, so um, I said, uh, kind of loving the Sinister Six, good recommendations, and he said, just make sure you're you're Mysterio and not some idiot like Electro. That was his. Uh, that well, was hey, his suggestion news today. out of the uh, news out of the uh, Hollywood oh, trades today. Jill and Hall, Jakey Jill's gonna, uh, up for the running for Mysterio. So and Amanda's gonna come back. Amanda, yes. Jake Gyllenhaal could play you in the movie about our podcast. It's everything one day. I've always wanted. <laughs> yeah. just, you better have the fishbowl. They're gonna put a fishbowl of that beautiful, beautiful face. If they don't, don't do the fishbowl, I'll be at angry. least twice. Oh. God, I hope. So. Frank, would you? But would you be okay with Ultimate Mysterio? No, I want full fishbowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's on, what I want out of Mysterio. I well, want full fishbowl. Like, but to be fair, or it's to be fair, hologram head Mysterio was fishbowl Mysterio. You know, the biggest twist of the Ultimate comics. Right. Mysterio was the first person to cross over dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that does it. Thank you. Uh, this is our shortest break of uh, the summer because we have one week until Solo comes out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who? Yep. I'm looking forward to the Lando movie. Lando. Exactly. <laughs> I assume we're all going Thursday night. Everybody's got their tickets. Uh, we're trying. I, I gotta get that. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. If I didn't you see Deadpool try. Thursday night, I am seeing this Sunday afternoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I guess I actually could go on Thursday night. It's just occurring to me now. Sorry, guys. I'm going out of town for the weekend, and I had it in my mind it was going a different day. Amanda, you're almost done with this. Just stay focused for half a second. All right, but since this has been uh, a little bit of the podcast of two worlds leading the way, we do have a singular way that we end our podcast, and that is to invoke the name of Speedweed. Berlanti, executive producer of the Arrowverse. So on the count of three, if you guys will indulge us in this. One, two, three. Speedweed. Speedweed.